your 15-year-old host, Jenny, and this is Titanic Talk, where me and my friend Kimberly talk on the radio about our favorite movie, Titanic. And Leo, I love you, Leo. Yeah, we talk about the most beautiful thing in Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio. I love you, Leo. I know, I love Leo, too. Well, today's topic is the Titanic I saw Saturday for the 14th time, and... I cried. I've seen it 17 times, and I cried every time. I wanted Leo to live this time. I wish my boyfriend was more like Leo. I wish my boyfriend was Leo. Oh, my God. Look at the clock. Titanic starts at the mall in 15 minutes. Let's hurry. Hold on, Leo. We're coming. Okay, thanks for listening. Tune in next time on Titanic Talk, when our topic will be Leo. You rock, Leo. Yeah, how could we have left Leo off the list yesterday? <laughs> Huh? How could we have done that? Uh, I don't know. Slipped my mind. Yeah, almost 1,200 votes, which is pretty damn good since we didn't put that thing up there till several minutes after 11 o'clock. We were hoping to get it up at 11, but it took several minutes after. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't start getting uh, Eric's cage rattled here right off the bat, okay? That's a bad idea. But nevertheless, how could we have done that? Well, we'll get to the results of the poll yesterday we asked. What was the best all-time performance in a movie by an actor? And we, we could have gone on that for weeks, but uh, that would be ponderous. So today we'll do the best, and this is going to be much tougher, because right. for whatever reason, we were talking about this before the show today, for whatever reason, there just haven't been that many great actresses that got the notoriety. I'm not saying that they weren't great, but they didn't get the notoriety the actors did. Not that it's sexist in Hollywood or any place else, but it is. I want to tell you, Kevin Baxter, man, this guy, all the bastards are at the Herald. You notice that? Yep. You got Dan LaBastard, and you got Kevin Baxter, <laughs> Bastard. Seriously, all the bastards are at the Herald for whatever reason. And he were all of a sudden, here's a guy who has been a... He, first, he was a radio and TV guy for a couple of years. And then he was the sports guy, which I think he still is. But the Herald, because they got a very low budget, as Jim DeFeeney told us uh, a couple of months ago, and they can't afford to ha hire anybody anymore in their payroll, and they're losing money, all this other bull crap. So as a result, they like a mix and match. And one guy, he writes uh, the home and gardening column, and then he writes the radio column, and then the baseball column. That's Kevin Bastard. And his ratings column is uh, so embarrassing, it's even more embarrassing than the little Tommy Jerka, who at least uh, tried to write about something that's going on, even though it was uh, meaningless. The beat goes on, rising to number eight, writes Kevin Bastard. And he's got a, a little blurb in here in the Herald about the ratings. Thanks, by the way, who, uh, to Mickey, who faxed this in. Because you can't find this on the Herald website. You can't find anything on the Herald website. The worst. Any major newspaper in the universe, it has to be the worst website I've ever seen. Our website makes the Herald's pale into insignificance, Beaner Boy. Of course, it didn't before Beaner Boy came along, but that was another story. We'll talk more about that later on. The beat goes on, rising to number eight, and this is the 12-plus numbers. He's got the top ten stations in 12-plus. Does anybody care about 12-plus? No. Of course not. The audience don't care about that. The agencies don't care about it. The people who work in a business don't care about it. Nobody cares about it. It's meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless because 12-plus means the entire audience, including teenagers and people over 90 and people over 100. It, it, it doesn't mean anything. Because whether it's television or radio, everybody's appealing to a certain demographic. You got your FMs, your punk stations that are appealing to punks, and you got your uh, slush stations that are appealing to old farts. You got your KAT with their classical music, which, by the way, is going over like <coughs> pregnant pole vaulter in hell. Classical music station WKAT AM 1360 lost two tenths of a share point since the fall, finishing 23rd with a 1.4 share. 23rd, 23rd. You turd. Is that incredible? Remember What's the big simist they were making about yeah. that? Oh, 
we have to have our classical music back. Of course, they didn't want it back on a, on a AM station with a horrible signal. It sounds like it's kind of like Bach through a strainer. How much power do they have anyway? How many watts? About yeah. 30, man. <laughs> That's what I would say. In fact, of all the stations in the market, where do they rank? About 30, man. Close to it. 23rd. Way down the list. And that 12 plus does mean something in their category. Because I doubt that they have anybody listening to that under the age of 100. So this is a really lame column, Kevin Baxter. God forbid that he should have waited for the real story here. There, there are a lot of stories in this uh, rating thing. He says, the three-month winter listenership survey measuring station per, uh, preferences from January through March was originally released Friday morning, but Arbitron briefly recalled the report because of problems in the data, is what he said. <laughs> right, which we're not going to talk about. And the, so the, the thrust of this is WMGEFM nearly doubled its share of the market's radio audience in switching formats December 31. The uh, Beat, yeah. Smegma, which is now, that's not even a call letters anymore. WMIB, oh, he's got that up there. WMRB. So that's been She. Stop right. and think of all the formats it's been mm -hmm. since Paxson and Cheap Channel now. It used to be She, a great rock station once upon right. a time. WSHE 103.5. It was like the definitive rock station in the South Florida market. Indeed. Then it was, uh, they changed it into a planet. planet. Right? Right. A, a lady station. Mm -hmm. In fact, our good close personal friend, uh, what's her name, used to work on that? Linda Energy. Uh, Linda Energy. With the, her doctor, a physician, <laughs> her husband. So it was Planet. Now, didn't they change the color letters for Planet? I do believe they did. Yeah. And then it was uh, Smegma. They were playing yeah. disco. They were playing Casey and the Sunshine records over and over again for uh, about six months. And that took off. See, the thing with all these flash-in-the-pan formats, which Kevin Baxter don't seem to understand, even though he does mention about party radio, is that all of them do that. Every single one, no matter what they're playing. They could be playing old scratchy 78 RPM records. And for the first couple of books, oh, my God, it's going through the roof. But then after a few months, they all go in the tank. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Right. They all go in the crapper. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. So this business about men in black, I mean, just what we needed was another hip-hop station in the market. What we got? How many we got now? About 30, man. Too many. Too many. Too much hip and not enough hop. Or is it the other way around? Piece of crap. We believe this isn't a flash in the pan in any way, shape, or form, says David Ross, vice, regional vice president for Cheap Channel, which owns WMIB. Don't forget, all the cheap. what we ought to do is on our website have a list of all the stations that Clear Channel owns in the South Florida market so people can avoid listening to them. Don't you think that's a great idea? Sure. I'm not, I'm not talking about boycotting because I'm not into boycotts. I mean, it's a free country. You listen to whatever you like. But just as a suggestion so that you don't lend any tangible, tangible support to any clear channel station, we will make a list of all the cheap channel stations in the South Florida market, all the stations that they own, and then you can uh, you know do whatever you like. Because we're pretty sick and tired of one company. And, of course, on June the 2nd, which is only a few weeks away, that's when the FCC is going to really commit the... The worst skullduggery, perhaps, in the history of a broadcasting at the behest of the Bush administration and the three Republicans on the FCC, which they outnumber the two Democrats. Last time I checked, three to two. Ain't three bigger than two? Last time. Although nobody's bigger than Josh Friedman. <laughs> uh, the word around the building is he was in a disgrace. Here is a man who almost single-handedly, along with his obnoxious agent, have destroyed baseball. $25 million a year. $25 million a year. $15 million wouldn't have been good enough, okay? He couldn't have bought enough jewelry for $15 million a year. He couldn't have gotten enough dates with Derek Jeter for like $12 million a year. 
Ranger Star won't stray far from his hotel. I'll be in my room, says Payrod. Oh, my Ooh. God. You can hear the meowing sounds. Pussy, 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 pussy. Alex Rodriguez will be easy to find between the Texas Rangers three games in Toronto this week. Uh, if you need me, I'll be in my room, A-Rod said. The all-star shortstop won't be alone at the team's hotel. There won't be any going out to dinner or going to the mall this time. Catch your Einar Diaz, be saying. Einar Diaz. Our medical staff has assured us it's pretty safe and has been blown out of proportion a little bit, Rodriguez said. But I still think we have to be precautionary, careful, and just watch ourselves. <laughs> oh, what a pussy, man. There's nothing going on here. The people from uh, the uh, local health, uh, all the hotshots, are in Geneva right now. Some of them are in Geneva, Switzerland. Some got confused. They went to Geneva, New York. It's a lot closer. And they're having a big meetings. And the WH oh. is probably going to announce later today that they're taking Toronto off of this list, which it shouldn't have been on there in the first place. Hip-hop pioneers, public enemy, are still fighting the powers that be. Good. Such as don't believe the hype and fight the power will take on President Bush with their... I'm just reading this blurb here on City Pulse. With their new CD, DVD, Son of a Bush, scheduled for May 6th release. Oh! I like that. I'm going to go out and buy it. Son of a Bush. Don't you like that? Excellent. No. I always like that rap crap. I'm going to start listening to Men in Black. In fact, I would, except it's owned by Clear Channel and you can't <laughs> get it here. It's owned by Cheap Channel. So here we are, all these big, high-paid athletes who are supposed to be such macho men like Payrod. Oh, what a pussy, man. I'm so embarrassed for you. I'm embarrassed. I'm humiliated for you. I'd love to find out what hotel the Rangers are staying at here in town and, and be able to just find out what the hell room he was in. I really would. Yeah, go cough on him. No, not go cough on him. Have people call and just make meowing sounds on the phone. Hey, pussy, pussy, pussy. Yeah, that's what I'd like to for Payrod. What an idiot. Here's the results of yesterday's poll. The best all-time performance in a movie by an actor. I better do the break first. Okay. Well, I better because there's a long list here. I don't want And the best part of it is the audience being a sensitive bunch that we have out there. There were two movies, two uh, acting performances that got left out. Had zero. Mm -hmm. But just before the show, I see they each got one vote. I like that. Don't you think that's good? Yeah, that's nice of them. No, it is nice of the audience. It's a nice touch. I mean, to go through 1,200 votes and have movies with performances with none, with, with a big, oh. that's glaring, you know. That's like Bill O'Reilly's radio ratings in the South Florida market, and, oh. and Norma Kent, too. Oh. Zero. Speaking of ratings, we might get the breakdown today. Uh, Muff is in there having another one of his breakdowns. He's trying to break down the numbers for us. We might have those hour by hour. Well, this could be a really uh, pressure day, and if not today, <laughs> definitely tomorrow. What? Yeah, maybe we can have a repeat of Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the ratings day is, uh, can be either a uh, paradise or it can be a nightmare. That's my opinion. I'm like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get those hour by hour. See what happened in that 9 to 10 hour. See how it compared with 6 to 9 a.m. See how we did between 10 and 1. See how the Mad Dog did. See how the Humper was doing. I'm amazed at that Schmidtmeister. The only reason that we did that well. In mm -hmm. fact, the only reason actually Phil went up is he's following the Schmidtmeister in that huge book who followed uh, Rush, who obviously had a gigantic <laughs> right wing book. Huh? Of course. God, what a bunch of Matt Drudgery all of this is. Twelve minutes after nine at 560 WQAM. Hey, I'll tell you something. If you got a really crappy job, if you're sick and tired of working for a paycheck that isn't worth a dime, it looks like, I mean, you couldn't squeeze any uh, blood out of it. It's so small. And the paycheck, too. Here's the answer. Get yourself a new high-paying computer job with training at Fast Train. These are the people who can get you on the road to really making some serious bucks. Call them toll-free. There's no obligation. Call one 866 Fast train. No excuse anymore to be working in a crappy dead-end job. 
Fast Train offers you convenient day, evening, and weekend classes. Check them out on the web if you like at FastTrain.com. And because they have locations all over South Florida, training ought to be a snap for you because there's bound to be one nearby you. They're in Kendall, Miami, Pembroke Pines, Fort Lauderdale. In just four short months, you can have the training you need to get a new high-paying computer career and, like I said, make a big, fat paycheck. Then you can go out and buy people a bunch of dinners, too. Uh, register at FastTrain.com to receive. And, by the way, there was no dinner last night. The rumors are on the way back home is what I oh! just want to mention that. Register at FastTrain.com to receive your free American flag bumper sticker, too. Call Fast Train today. What do you got to lose beside that crappy job and that meaningless paycheck? Call them and get a real career. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. All right. I'm so old, my friend. Another birthday's come around, my friend. Oi! I celebrate by sitting around choking with my friends. And I can't wait to roll another one again. Yes. Yes, I'm old, my friend. It's that wacky cannabis, my friend The summer makes so willy It feels so young again And I can't wait to roll another one again I'm so old, my friend But I still like the weed That sets me sideways I go Mexican It's planted right up back Beside my driveway Doing it my way Oh! Yes, I'm old, my friend but I can turn my brain to toast again So grab a bong and torch a fat one up, my friend And I can't wait to roll another one again No, I can't wait for another birthday again Okay. 917 at 560 WQAM. So I got more bad news for Payrod before we get to the results of yesterday's poll. The Blue Jays' parent company, Rogers Communications, Inc., one of my little subsidiaries, <laughs> is offering dollar tickets for tonight's uh, baseball game between the Blue Jays and the Texas Rangers, and it's a sellout. Oh! There's going to be over 40,000 people, whatever capacity is in the Sky Dome. I don't know, 40,000, 50,000. How many do you think it holds? About 30, man. No, more than that. Going to be a gigantic sellout crowd there in the Sky Dome tonight. Oh, the Rangers coffin. So, <laughs> I would encourage everybody who goes to the game tonight here at the Sky Dome to start coughing and gagging and, like, uh, you know, Sweating up a storm just to get him all permanent. He'd probably run off the field and cry like a baby, like a little child. What a pussy, man. $25 million a year, and this guy's... See, that's the thing about baseball players. They're not really athletes. They get a hangnail. They're out for like two weeks. Hockey player breaks an ankle. They go back out there and play the rest of the game. What the hell are we talking about, huh? Did we ever take that poll? I don't think we ever did that one. The... Which supposed athletes are the biggest pussies? Well, of course, golf is not a sport anyway. It's a game. So we wouldn't put that on there. I mean, golf, who the hell is kidding? But uh, I think baseball, pussies, what do they What do? They, do? they wait around a lot. In it, well, of course, then there's a lot of football. I was going to say out of shape. There's a lot of fat pitchers especially in baseball. But then, of course, you got all your linemen in football, which they're not athletes. They're just big, fat tubs of crap. They look like Josh Friedman talking about a big, fat tub of crap. That's all I was hearing about all morning before the show today. Because I come in here this morning... I flip on the uh, little thing in here, and there's a gelly, and who's he got on with him but Josh Friedman, pontificating about last night about the Marlins. 
bop, 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 you know, going on and on. I thought, what the hell is he doing on there? And, of course, then, within a matter of moments, it, I realized that Mo wasn't there, and it brightened up my day tremendously. And not only were we hearing all morning about Josh Friedman being fatter than ever, being just enormous, a human butterball, but also the fact that the ambiance in there is so much more pleasant. I remember when I was down there. Remember that Mo Meister had a couple of days off on a Thursday right. and Friday? Mm-hmm. And, man, the aroma and the atmosphere and the, just the whole ambiance in that place was so much more pleasant. And everybody was in a good mood and smiling and high-fiving themselves and each other and uh, ass-slapping yeah. and stuff like you're supposed to do in a sports place, you know. It was downright festive out there this morning. <laughs> right. They hate you, Mo. Don't you understand? In fact, I got a great idea. You know how I do the show from this studio here and wherever the hell I feel like it? Right. Or I call it in from a phone booth whenever I feel like it, as Tom Zicka said. I think they ought to put a studio in Moe's home in Boca. Oh. oh, brother. Can you imagine how much more pleasant that would be for the poor bastards that have to work that show and the rest of us who every now and then have to wander around the hallways when he's there? I think you're onto it. Yeah, I think I'm on it. Then he wouldn't even have to, he wouldn't even have to have dry concepts clean off those hair pieces for him before he comes in every day. Huh? He could just leave it on the rack. He could, although I, I think even at home he'd be a little bit self-conscious. He <laughs> probably would have to put one of them ratty things on, you know, and, at uh, least during the show. And dress up. And dress up very spiffy too, that's right, because we do want to dress for success in radio. <laughs> right. Personally, I'm wearing my Dockers for old cockers myself. Anyway, what was the best uh, all-time performance in a movie by an actor? That was our poll yesterday. It's a huge response, considering we didn't start till well after 11 o'clock. 1,215 votes. Aren't you shocked by that? Shocked. I am. Oh, and also, yesterday, I think we set our all-time record for number of hits in one day on the poll, thanks to the phenomenal job that Carlos is doing on her beaner boy. Nice to on uh, Carlos. There'll be another Thank nice check for uh, and in June. This time, George is paying, so it won't be as large, but... No, seriously, he's doing, you're doing a great job, Carlos, and on the weekends we're doing this stuff. And also, when I go on vacation, which my next vacation is like in uh, mid-May, uh, uh, on the weekends, Beaner Boy's going to have to be doing the bedtime stories, which we do change every day now, seven days a week, because we don't want to just leave stuff up there. And I'll tell you, there are plenty of websites that don't do that. Are you aware of that? Right. That on the weekend they just leave crap up there from Friday, which we used to do because our website used to really suck. But anyway, it's now that it's great and we're proud of it, as opposed to how embarrassed we used to be. If that phone rings, don't answer it, Carlos. Just ignore him. Give him plenty of space and plenty of time to eat. Finish his brunch, and he'll be all right up there in Orlando. Eric. Anyway, what was the best all-time performance in a movie by an actor? Jack Nicholson, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, 163. Oh! Excellent choice. In fact, with the exception of one here, I, I like uh, the way this turned out. Not that that's the purpose of it, but, I mean, I just... It is. Marlon... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we just wanted it to be the way uh, we liked it, you know, then who the hell needs the rest of this? Bing! You blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. Well, that wasn't him, but, I mean, uh, that's one of my favorite drop-ins. Marlon Brando and Godfather, 142. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? <laughs> I love the smack. Yeah, the little smack. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? <laughs> Poor Al Martino. I don't know whether Martina was more upset about getting slapped a hundred times that they had to do the take on that scene or the fact uh, Sinatra wouldn't speak to him anymore. <laughs> True story. I know. Old Blue Eyes wouldn't speak to Al Martino anymore because everybody knew that he was the character in that movie, okay, with the Tommy Dorsey band and yeah. the uh, signal. Uh, well, anyway. I heard Marlon that story. Brando, Godfather 142, Al Pacino and Scarface. This is the one that I thought was the chigger in the woodpile. What's wrong with you people? It's a damn good thing we didn't put, although somebody did suggest it. That we didn't put the scent of a woman on there, somebody suggested? <coughs> oh, was that a piece of crap. I mean, really. That was a bad, bad flick. Scarface had 103, Al Pacino. 
Anthony Hopkins, Silence of the Lambs, 95. How can we leave him out? That was a magnificent... I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Nice tongue work. I think in Debbie Does Dallas is the only movie <laughs> I ever saw that had better tongue work. Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, 81. George C. Scott and Patton, 64. What was the movie George C. Scott was in with, uh, uh, was it Taps? Was he in Taps? Everybody else was. I do believe so, with, with the uh, military academy and all the punk kids with the Tim Hutton. Right. That was, what, not, was that? not a bad movie. Tom Cruise was in that. Uh, Tom Cruise was in Taps? Yeah, everybody, all the punks. Oh, they played Taps this morning on air, and we're playing all the uh, lowlights of Ray Lucas's interceptions, and then we had a couple of dark-complected guys, a couple of people call in. One was not, one was white, one was black, you know, even it out. One of each. Ray Lucas sucked, okay, you dolphin losers out there. Ray Lucas was crap, whether he was white, and he was barely black anyway. Everything's got to be made into a racial thing. Ray Lucas sucked, okay? Okay. And especially under pressure, man. Once he got under pressure, he was he was always completing it to the guy with a wrong uniform on. He was awful. George oh, it's Scott. a racial thing, and Jay Fiedler, you know, Jay Fiedler sucks too, but that's beside the point. Anyway, Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, 81, George C. Scott, Patton, 64. Tom Hanks, Philadelphia, 44. Yes, he was in Taps. George told you. I'd get my book out, but I'm too lazy. I'm just, uh, it's just too glorious of a day. The sun is shining. It's going to be, uh, what is it? 60 today. Yesterday was 77. But low humidity. Yeah. Today, a little bit more humidity, but 60. Man, it is beautiful. Nothing wrong going on here, Payrod, okay? Get out of the hotel. Walk around downtown. Get out of your uh, room. In fact, the uh, cabinet, the uh, uh, federal cabinet is holding their meeting. We're going to hold it in Ottawa today, but they moved it to Toronto at the Royal York Hotel just uh, to show that everything here is safe. Froggy is here. Jean Chrétien, who talks out of the side of his mouth like most politicians, although he can't hide it. Peter Sellers, Dr. Strangelove, 37. He should have done better than that. Yeah. Don't you think? Not a lot of people saw that. Oh. Uh, Peter Finch and Network, also 37. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I mean, when you compare Peter Finch's performance in Network with, say, Al Pacino in Scarface, is it laughable? Yeah. That, uh, I mean... Who were they kidding? Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Here's Johnny at 35. Yeah. Robert De Niro, which we never got the spelling right on that. Nice going, the Beaner Boy. Robert De Niro, Raging Bull 32, and Taxi Driver had... About 30, man. 30. So they were both misspelled and both had about 30 votes. Humphrey Bogart, Casablanca, 28. Paul Newman, Cool Hand Luke, 27. Al Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon, and the Dustin Hoffman, Midnight Cowboy, 23. I kept doing that Attica thing, Attica, but of course, yeah, you were right. On this show, it should be. I'm dying over here. Peter O'Toole, Lawrence of Arabia at 22. Dom DeLuise and Fatso. I'm really surprised. I mean, not that it wasn't great or undeserved, but I'm surprised you did that well. I think thanks to us, a lot more people have seen that movie. They've gone yeah. out and rented it. That's no the honey, Junior. Fatso at 17. I mean, not that great, but that's not a bad number. Tied with Alec Guinness and Bridge on the River Kwai, 17. See, that's, that's a joke, too. I mean, as much as I like Fatso... To compare Dom DeLuise's performance there with Alec Guinness and Bridge on the River Kwai, I think he won an Academy Award for it. But this crowd, you know, Steve McQueen and Pepion, 16. Wasn't that the, the sequel to Butterflies Are Free? Marlon Brando on the waterfront, 15. I could have been a contender. Wasn't that the movie, I could have been a contender? That was it. Russell Crowe, Beautiful Mind, and Dennis Hopper, Blue Velvet, 14. Here's Bobby Vinton, the Polish prince, to sing Blue Velvet. Bella Lugosi and Dracula, 12. Uh, he should have done better than that. That was a great performance, man. Just the eyes. He was the original guy with the eyes. 
Jack Nicholson, Robert and uh, Chinatown, Robert Duvall, the Great Santini, and Malcolm McDowell, and Clockwork Orange, each had 12. 11 votes for Humphrey Bogart and Canine Mutiny, Ned Beatty and Deliverance, and Sidney Poitier, Raisin and the Sun, each had 11. Nine votes for Tom Cruise, Borth on the 4th of July, and Rod Steiger in the Heat of the Night, nine. James Kahn in The Godfather, which was a late addition. How do you like that? I told you he didn't vote. The bing! You blow their brains all over your nice side relief suit. He had eight. Gene Hackman, French Connection, seven. Robert De Niro, Awakening, six. Anthony Hopkins, Magic. And Tony Perkins, Psycho, five. Daniel Day-Lewis in My Left Foot, four. Lee J. Cobb and Rod Steiger. Lee J. Cobb were on the waterfront, and Rod Steiger, the pawnbroker, each had one. I'm surprised we didn't put Linda Blair on there. Oh, that's right. Oh. This was actors. <laughs> well, you had Betty Davis on there. Eric would have put it on there. He don't know. He has a hard time figuring it out. 928 at 560 WQM. I'll tell you where they know up from down and in from out, and that's Layman, uh, Layman's uh, deal. <laughs> I've always wanted to call it Layman Pontiac. Sorry, Tom, but you got that big ego, you know. Hallett Pontiac GMC, where Tom Lehman and Joe Prieto are wonderful guys, and they'll treat you right the way you want to be treated. No high pressure, no games, no BS. They won't grab your keys. They won't squeeze your credit card or anything else, and they'll give you an unbeatable deal. they got some great Neal deals going on right now at Hallett Pontiac, at Lehman Pontiac. Neal deal number one, get 0% financing for 60 months on every Pontiac or GMC in stock. Neal deal number two, get up to a $4,000 rebate on every new GMC and Pontiac in stock. Let me say it again because it sounds too good to be true, but it ain't. Get up to a $4,000 rebate on every new car or truck in stock. And yield deal number three, if you're currently a GM uh, Smart Lease or a Smart Buy customer and you're driving a Chevy Blazer, Old Bravado, or GMC Jimmy, buy or lease a new Pontiac or GMC and get an extra $1,000 off the price. Stop by Hallett and test drive the all-new and powerful Pontiac Grand Prix, too, while you be at it. Hallett Pontiac GMC in the same stupendous location where they're legendary at 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's US 1 right across from the falls, open every day. Seven days a week. For more information on these special deals, call the Neal Deal Hotline toll free at one triple eight five three four forty two eleven. That's one triple eight five three four forty two eleven. Don't forget all Neal deals subject to credit approval. See need for details at Hallett Pontiac GMC. Tom Lehman and the whole gang there definitely are professional grade. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio five sixty QAM. You asshole! A soap opera like nothing you've seen before. <laughs> Excuse me, esteemed father. What is it, my child? I have something I must tell you. What is it, my daughter? Oh, father, I am afraid to tell you. Afraid to tell me, your own father? <laughs> I fear I will bring shame upon our family. <laughs> Nonsense. I am your father. I love you very much. You must tell me what is wrong. You promise you will still love me? Of course, my sweet child. A father's love is not erased by a simple misdeed. Very well. I am... Oh, I am pregnant. <laughs> oh, I see. Do, do you still love me, father? Of course I do. But since you're pregnant and not married... Yes, father? I'm afraid I must drag you down to the town square and, with the help of my friends and neighbors, stone you to death. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, it is written that this is the punishment for what you have done. Could you check again, father? <laughs> <laughs> that I should only be grounded. No, grounding does not work. I must have you stoned. It's the first soap opera that focuses on a fundamentalist Middle Eastern family. May I speak with you, my esteemed husband? What is it, my wife? Oh, I have something to tell you. I am listening. I am having an affair. 
Where are you going? Oh, out to the backyard to collect some stones. Oh, do you mean... Yes, I must drag you to the town square where you will, of course, be stoned to death. You'll be mesmerized as you follow the lives of the Ahmed family and how they deal with the many problems that plague them. Oh, may I speak with you, my esteemed father? Yes, my son. <laughs> father, last night I used illegal drugs. Well, what do you know? You are one lucky boy. Oh, why is that, father? You are going to get stoned two nights in a row. <laughs> you won't want to miss the guiding Shiite. The guiding Shiite is shot on location in Baghdad, Iraq. <laughs> 9.33. How many stones does it take to stone somebody today? About 30, man. That's what I'm hearing. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. We're doing a new poll now. This, I guarantee you, we won't get anywhere near the response for this like we did yesterday. You'll see. Right. What was the best all-time performance in a movie by an actress? Now, we've got a list of five to get you started. Oh, before I get to that. Told you that your Toronto Sun, the very ultra-conservative Toronto Sun, has got a, a series, Canada Goes to Pot about the fact that any minute now it's going to be a decriminalization at the very least here. So here's the uh, latest stats. Grass growing. It says poll shows marijuana support on the rise in Canada. Here's their poll. They asked you to be legalized, to be legalized for medical purposes, uh, possession decriminalized, or and just selling a crime, or should always be illegal. This was the survey of 1,501 Canadians conducted April 1st through 6th. Should always be illegal only 14%. So, in other words, 86% of the people in Canada think that pot should not always be illegal. should be legalized completely. In other words, not just decriminalized, but completely legal, 20%. Possession decriminalized and made selling a crime, but possession totally decriminalized, 20%. So they were already up to 40%. And should be legalized for medical purposes, 43 So if you take the three categories that say it should be legal for one reason or another, you got 83% as opposed to 14 say it should always be illegal. How do you like that, huh? A yeah. little more broad-minded, a little more realistic than the puritanical Americans who have been repressed so long that they're starting to at least pretend that they like it, even though they don't. The best all-time performance in a movie by an actress, Kathy Bates in Misery, Betty Davis, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, Sally Field in Sybil, Faye Dunaway in Network, and Faye Dunaway in Mommy Dearest. That's the first five. And look at the way that phone is just ringing off the hook now. They Not, can't wait. Uh, huh? I don't understand why. Best all-time performance in a movie by an actress. There must be a few. There must be some. I mean, yesterday the phones were smoking for the uh, actors. Five six seven oh five sixty. What did I tell you? Pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a couple uh, that I don't know. You could pick which one. Uh, Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind, or okay. Sally Field and Annie Hall. Vivian Lee and Gone with the Wind, definitely a yes. Sally Field in any hall? Wasn't she the one? Diane Keaton? Okay, whatever. Uh, also, could you play it in the Herald? Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah, it's in the Herald, all right. A bunch of crap is in the Herald. That damn uh, Kevin Bastard. Are you out of your mind or what, Kevin? Yes. What is wrong with you? I think too much of that baseball has made your mind go soft. Too much in that sports section. Writes a thing about 12 plus. Doesn't mention anything about QAM. Nothing about the, even the individuals. The, the Schmidt being number one in the afternoon on IOD. Not just about us, but just about anybody. He doesn't write. Just oh, here's the uh, here's the 12 plus numbers. This is what I got. Basically, that's what he's saying. 
You're lazy, Kevin. You must be hanging out with Jicka a lot. You're lazy. You don't want to do your homework. You don't want to get the real information and pass it on to your audience. Just put a, give a lick and a schmear, and the big deal is, oh, WMIB, men in black. How many people who listen to WMIB you think read the Miami Herald? Huh? About 30, man. Yeah, that's an exaggeration. That's probably like 10 times the real number. WQAM. QAM, hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I got one for you for you for your poll. Okay. Um, how about Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction? Excellent choice. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good talking to you. And likewise, short and sweet. That's a good one. Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction. Absolutely. Now, what do you think about him, Michael Douglas? I think he's overrated. Oh, quite. I mean, I think, he's, I think he's a good actor, but I think he's become a legend in his own mind lately, and also a sex pot in his own mind. Oh, I don't, I don't oh, want to oh. see Michael Jackson, uh, Michael, <laughs> or him, <laughs> or Michael Douglas naked, either one of them. Oh, speaking of that, tonight's Tuesday at Smallville, you get to see Tom Welling's rectum. Tom Swelling uh, rectum. That's the rumor, anyway. That's what they told us. Now, what they told us? That's what he said. You get a rear naked shot of Superman, and I heard it was a super rectum. Is what I heard. Two cheeks. Speaking of that, is Glenn Close? Excellent choice to get us started here today. Five six seven oh five sixty. Take our time on these. Let's not be in any rush. Because <laughs> it's not going to be like yesterday. You mark no. my words. I mean, we got some lines flashing here, but it's not going to be like yesterday because, like I told you before, the women have always been in kind of a subservient uh, role in society, and so in the motion picture industry is no different. Even though there were a lot of great actresses over the years, they didn't get the billing that the actors got, and they didn't get the notoriety and et cetera and so on. Right? Right. They may have gotten lead a lot more, but nevertheless. WQAM. Yes, uh, I'd like to speak with Neil. Speaking. Neil, I've got a, a nomination for your uh, best actress there. Okay. Rita Hayward in uh, I Rita Want... Rita Hayworth? Hayward. Hayworth. Hayward. Uh, no, her name it... is Hayworth. Well, there's Su two of... There was Suzanne Hayward. No, Su there was... I'm sorry. Yeah, Suzanne Hayward. Susan. Susan Hayward in I Want to Live. Oh, yeah. Remember that, that one? Was, that was that true story, right? Yes, sir. That was great. All right, that's all I have. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. See, it took about five times there, but we got the, we got the right name, Susan Hayward. Hayworth? <laughs> hey, will you leave him alone? Now, Rita Hayward, didn't she die from some horrible, didn't she have, like, not Alzheimer's, but some awful uh, thing? I, I don't know. Huh? Well, look it up. <laughs> look it up, Beaner boy. Come on, let's do something constructive. Let's not all be as lazy as Eric, I mean, as uh, Josh Friedman. And by the way, that's a shot. I take that back. It's an apology you owe to Eric for saying that, mentioning the two of them in the same breath. On his fattest day, Eric was never in the same league with Josh Friedman, especially lately. Because a little fly in the wall told me this morning that Josh Friedman has just, even before his stomach stapling days, he was never as much of a radio giant in our industry as he is today. That's what Muff was telling me. He said, if you saw that tub, he's ballooned up like a cow. Isn't that what he said? I don't know if he used those words. Something like that. I can't say the word on the air because then Jick will write another column. 19 till 10 at 560. WPM, what's the schedule look like today? Oh, it looks pretty interesting. The Mad Dog at 1. Well, that's the same stuff. Hank in Louisville. It's Derby Week. Friday we'll be talking to Dave Johnson, I'm sure. You know, he he's one yeah. of ours. <laughs> huh? Radio guy. Bro yeah. broadcaster, right. radio guy. Alzheimer's. Dave Johnson has Alzheimer's? Maybe he'll forget to call us on Friday. Uh, Susan Hayward. Oh, Susan Hayward has Alzheimer's. Oh, Rita Hayworth. 
Hank Goldberg in Louisville, uh, Derby, uh, 3 to 7 this afternoon. Hurricane Hotline at 7. Oh! Which is a pretty terminal. At, oh, and then at 8 o'clock, if the first hour didn't put you into a coma, Joe Zagaki, 8 to 9. Marlins on deck at 9, and Marlins at Arizona tried to do better than last night. 9.35, they lost 7 to 1 last night. 80K after the baseball game, and Mark Eisenberg does it solo between 2 and 6 in the morning. I'm sure he's got plenty of practice. Isn't he married, Mark Eisenberg? Yes, indeed. And he's probably still doing it solo. With child. With a child, no less. Oh, See. my God. Are you kidding me? Nope. A guy like that is reproducing? No wonder the world's going to hell in a handbasket. I'll tell you a guy that's reproducing, and that's Jeff Cohen. He's reproducing his great food in a second Broward location. Was that clever or what? No. It was kind of clever. Like, I give it about a 2 on a scale of 80. I give it about a 5 on a scale of... About 30, man. Pizza Loft just keeps getting better and better, and like I said, now a second location with the same great, delicious, fresh Italian goodies and the same low prices and the same big, gigantic portions. They give you enough food for, like, three people. In fact, I know some people in there go in for a discount and then want to share. But at any rate, every Monday at the Pizza Loft is lasagna night. Every Tuesday is eggplant night. Buy one of these dinners on these nights. Get the second one for only 5 bucks. Wednesday, kids eat free with adults. They can see Jeff's famous magician. Thursday is bike night at the Loft. Come on a motorcycle. Buy one dinner and get the second one for half price. And, of course, the combination dinners give you a chance to try a little bit of this and a lot of that. Chicken and veal and seafood. Three different kinds of great pizza. Those amazing garlic rolls just dripping with garlic. Calzone, super subs, and lots more. Jeff has it all for it at the Pizza Loft. The original Broward location is on University Drive, right beyond Pier 1 Imports. Kitty Corner, the Armadillo Cafe. That's, uh, where is it? Between Griffin and 595 on University. That's what I just said, with lots of free parking. For takeout, for delivery, and for catering, call 954-916-8880. 916-8880. And the other pizza loft, the newest one now, is in Plantation out by me in my neck of the woods, corner of Knob Hill and Sunrise, right behind the prestigious Walgreens. Call 954-382-1999. 382-1999. It doesn't get no better than the world-famous pizza loft. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. It's almost over. My statue and pictures went away. Took a long time to make those, too, you know what I mean? It's almost over. I'll have a chateau in France by May. The French, they love me. Unless I'm Shore. Maybe sell Amway door to door or open a rug store. Maybe get a house and a cat. Buy a brand new Santana hat. Get some lipo trim off the fat. I think I'd like that. It's almost over. They killed all my handsome lookalikes. They were good looking men, you gotta say that. It's almost over. Now I don't need all my nine-seat bikes. They're not easy to find, you know, a nine-seat bike. You don't just walk into, like, the Kmart and get it. That's a special order from Hummer to Slimmer. Maybe it was Perkinson. Oh, I love this story, but I better read it uh, during the next break to make sure that uh, it isn't actionable. There's one about Miss Drudge. Okay. What a bunch of drudgery, huh? <laughs> this is great. Anyway, and then why did you send me that thing about our good friend? Okay. Just, uh, why did you send that? So no, that not interested. Say, uh, not no, interested. Not interested. Okay, not interested. Not interested. Let's see. Here's one that says, Neil, about I have to concede the Duval performance in a great uh, Santini was amazing. I'd suggest anybody who saw the big clock. Wasn't that with Bud Collier? Well, that was Beat the who? Clock. Oh. 
Bud Conyer, who played Superman on Radio Dummy, you better get with it. You're oh, really slipping. Yeah. First you send me faxes that you know I don't want, and now you don't know who Bud Conyer is? Who? He was also on to tell the truth. Anybody who saw The Big Clock would be knocked out with Charles Lawton's villain played it against Ray Milan. See it. It says The Big Clock. Okay? I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. An amazing. What is this website here? T bog with two G's. T bog dot blogspot dot com. An excellent weblog. It says. Then here's some shocking stuff about Miss Drudge. At any rate, five six seven oh five sixty. Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. Who was the best all-time? What was the best all-time performance in a movie by an actress we're doing today? Yesterday we did the actors and, of course, uh, Jack Nicholson and Cuckoo's Nest one and Marlon Brando. Came in a very respectable, a really tough second in The Godfather. You can act like a man! Look around you! Wouldn't you like to do that to Josh Freeman and watch just about 20 pounds of ugly cellulite go flying off against the wall, splat? No. You were making some really caustic comments about him. Oh, look at this. The A-Rod Central website lists the following road hotels for the Texas Rangers. <laughs> Whoa. So you're the gonna Toronto go cough Hilton on him? Hotel. I beg your pardon? You're going to go cough on him? Now, see, there's going to be fit whatever. I don't know the uh, capacity at the Sky Dome, but it's going to be a sellout crowd because they sold tickets for a buck apiece. And, and they didn't do it to piss anybody off. They did it to try to get. I mean, they've actually been drawn 17000 a game for Kansas City, which isn't all that bad because their attendance here has been dwindling in recent years. But, uh, you know, the weather's beautiful. The dome will be open. Oh, the dome will be open. That makes, that makes it even worse. God only knows what will be floating in there, Payrod. Yeah. And there will be like 45,000, 50,000 uh, fans in there. And I'm sure a lot of them will want autographs too, Payrod. Oh, no. No. With, uh, with their pen. <laughs> and who knows where they had the pen. Oh, my God. That's right. They might have had their pen in there. Rectum. What an idiot he is. What a tragedy. Here's a good one. What about Liz Taylor and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? That is absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. That may have been her best performance. Did you sure. say that? Absolutely. Liz Taylor and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. I'm just going to write Who's Afraid because I, I don't have the luxury of all the spare time to write crap down like you guys do. Okay. Also, what about Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady? Audrey Hepburn was in My Fair Lady? I, I thought that was saw. Julie Andrews. I never saw it. Audrey Hepburn was in My Fair Lady? I guess. I don't dun, dun. Well, what do you mean you get? And what about Mo Howard David in Cinemax's Emmanuel? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Toronto Hilton Hotel. It says the hotel page was disabled, and I was able to locate it using Google's uh, cache function. Cache? cache? How do you say that? Cache. Cache sounds like sachet. <laughs> That's drudgery. Anyway, let's, we'll uh, check that out. Just like that. Yeah, no, the, uh, Liz Taylor, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? What? Catherine Hepburn was in My Fair Lady. Audrey. No, it says Audrey, Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey. Would you make up your mind? Let's see. We got uh, Rita it was Susan Hayward. Hayward. Susan Hayward. Hayworth. Are we putting? We're not putting that down there. In fact, Audrey <laughs> Hepburn should be in there for um. Uh, uh, what was the great movie with Audrey Hepburn? Come on, real quick. Funny Face. No, not Funny Face. The great Audrey Hepburn movie. Come on. You got me. Are you out of your mind? What's wrong with you? Somebody will call him. Let's hope. They will. Trust me when I tell you. And I'll know it is the moment that they blurted out. Ah! There it is. She's another one I thought was overrated. Audrey Hepburn? Yeah. 
she was overrated in her looks, but she was a good actress. WQAM. QAM, hello. Yes, sir. Neil, is that you? It sounds like me, yes. I usually used to hear like a little fuzzy sound when you picked up. I didn't hear it. Now we're trying to eliminate that so we really catch you off guard. Uh, you certainly did. Uh, I have one for your poll. Uh, okay. Richard Gere in Breathless. Richard Gere. In Breathless. You ever seen that movie Breathless? The best all-time performance by an actress, Richard Gere. Like I said, Richard Gere in Breathless. Uh huh. Okay. I think that guy probably petted his gerbil one time too many last night, and affected his mind. Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Never saw it. See, it came to me right there. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Get that on there. That was that was her definitive movie. The way from where I'm sitting, I could be wrong. Think I'm wrong? I don't know. Well, you never saw it, so what the hell do you know? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. And what about Grace Kelly? What about her? Grace Kelly in uh, how about True Love, which was a corny movie, or how about in Rear Window? I liked Rear Window a lot. Let's put Rear Window for Grace Kelly. A lot of people like Grace's Rectum. Rear Window. How come Jimmy Stewart wasn't on our poll yesterday for male actors? And you want to know the reason why? Why? Because he didn't deserve to be. Okay. Talk about overrated. I mean, Jimmy Stewart was he was he was always uh, Jimmy Stewart. You know, he was always the same. <laughs> And he was very good in Rear Window. That was a great movie. I tell you, Raymond Burr was good in there too, even though his his role wasn't that huge. Mm -hmm. She was pretty good. I mean, uh, <laughs> Raymond Burr was good. Well, if this guy's going to call Richard Gere or whatever he's calling him, just because he likes his uh, pet his barnyard animals. At least we know about Raymond Burr. She was uh, something else. Five six seven. In fact, they used to call him Old Iron Ass. WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Excellent. How about uh, Demi Moore in G.I. Jane? What do you say, George? I never saw it, but this must be a joke. No, Is it a joke? Uh, she played, uh, you she know, did okay. the G.I. Jane. Not bad. Yeah. We're putting it on there, man, just All to right. piss George off. Thank you. What do you mean it's a joke? Why do you say that? Because you never work? saw it. I never saw it either, but if it, just because no, the caller says it, no, you're so skeptical about the callers, I can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Demi Moore, I mean, I never took her as, like, a serious actress. Why not? Just because. Well, how the hell do you know? Might I've have seen been her great. in other things. She's just, uh, whatever, just, just regular. Just like you don't think Audrey Hepburn was a good actress. I think you're full of crap. How do you like that? Okay. I didn't say that, but whatever. You thought she was overrated. Right. And I'm telling you, she was not overrated. She was outstanding. Now, speaking of uh, Rear Window, what about some of the other Hitchcock movies? And how about Tippi Hedren and the Birds? Okay, there you go. I agree ah, with that. Ah, see? See, if you start thinking in categories, then they start mm -hmm. a flood of names starts pouring out. And you open up the window and a flood of birds comes flying in. That was good. I mean, you know, by today's standards, a lot of people will criticize that movie because the, the special effects were pretty primitive, you know? Mm -hmm. But by those standards, I have to get the book out. What year was that? Uh, 62, I don't know. Oh, this book, this book don't weigh 150 63. pounds. 63. 63? Mm-hmm. You got that that fast? Yeah, he's on there. He's on the IMDb or something? Quick fingers, yeah. Oh, brother, he is on top of it. Bird with Clint Eastwood. Bird on a wire. <laughs> no, Bird on a wire was good, except for the fact that Mel Gibson was in it. And Goldie Hawn, Bird on a wire, remember that? Yeah. Bird Man of Alcatraz with Bird Lancaster. Mm -hmm. The Bird Cage. Oh, that's, uh, what's his name's favorite, isn't it? Right. Mo, Robin Wood in the Birdcage and the Fagadorn. 
That's his that's his whole life. In fact, I understood the reason that Mo wasn't today. I understand he had a hot date last night with Rick Santorum and they wore each other out. <laughs> the Birds, here it is, 1963, with uh, Tippy Edwin, Rod Taylor. I forgot that Rod right. Taylor was in that movie. And he was he was a good actor, but not, not a star actor. He was always right. had like a secondary role. He was good. I liked Rod. Mm -hmm. Suzanne Plachette, right. Jessica Tandy, Ruth McDevitt, and a bunch of other people we never heard of. Says the birds is coming. The advanced posters twittered ungrammatically, but with justifiable excitement. With death dropping blandly out of the clear sky, its menace magnified into a apocalypse from the crop dusting scene in North by Northwest. This is Hitchcock at his best. It says, full of subterranean hints as to the ways in which people cage each other. It's fierce and Freudian as well as great cinematic fun, with ample fodder for the amateur psychologist following up on Hitch's torturous involvement with its, his leading ladies. Yeah, he said she was a little uh, tipsy. Now, she was one of the first ones that came out and said that he was, like, pawing all over all the uh, leading ladies in all his movies. Right. He was very demanding. Mm -hmm. He wanted it. All. That, huh? He wanted it all. Well, if you look like that. I okay. wanted it. That was his bail. 5670560, <laughs> oh, pound 560. So we got Tippy Edwin on there for the birds. I mean, what about uh, North by Northwest? Who was in that? Wasn't that Grace Kelly? No. Was it? No. I just saw that a couple of weeks ago. Cary Grant and right. uh, who? God, I haven't seen it in like 20 years. That, that, she'll get on there, whoever the hell it was. We'll get into it. Just realize we got a long way to go. we got four hours today to chew on this and mull on it and spit on it. Eva I Marie would say Saint? Like, Eva Marie Saint. She was also in On the Waterfront. She was a great actress. Eva Marie Saint for North by Northwest. Huh? Okay. And how come Cary Grant wasn't on our list yesterday? He certainly had to be in movies that, uh, huh? Slipped our mind. And, and you know who else wasn't on there? Who? William Holden. <gasps> Tragic. North by Northwest. Huh? William Holden was uh, one of the all-time great actors. But I guess they couldn't put him down for network because he was over. I thought he was over. He was great in there, but he was overshadowed by Peter Finch, I would right. think. Wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. 9.57 at 5.60 WQM. If your pool is looking crappy, man, if it's stained, if it's dirty, if it's cracking, if it's a pile of crap, if you don't want to hop into it because it's in such bad shape, do yourself a big favor. Just take one last look at that mess, say, no more ugly pool, and call our good paisans at Atlantic Marside. These aren't just a couple of pool guys who drive around town in a beat-up old pickup truck and claim to be pool experts. This is a real honest-to-goodness construction company. At Atlantic Marsite, they use full-time employees, not subcontractors, and they specialize in the most incredible innovation at the pool business in a coon's age, Diamond Bright. Atlantic Marsite's been pouring it on for 12 years. They're licensed, they're insured professionals. They even train other companies internationally all over the world how to do diamond brighting. And they'll give you the same price to give to those contractors. Atlantic Marsite does jobs in North Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach County, so give them a call. They're the largest installers of Diamond Bright anywhere in town. They'll come right to you with no obligation. They'll be happy to give you a free estimate. They also do a super job of pool and deck renovations, custom lighting, pool heating, and exotic and erotic water features, too. For the best, call Atlantic Marsite toll-free, 1-800-558-8883. That's 1-800-558-8883. Diamond Bright, do it right, because Diamond Bright, as we always tell you, is a pool's best friend. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Doing something queer 
Great facts about uh, Miss Grudge and about how he's in the pocket of Richard Mellon's scape and all this other good stuff. That's uh, good stuff. Interesting. Fascinating. Ain't it? Yeah. Riveting. Anyway, I'll save it. Save it for a little bit later on. Here's Rich Pactor who says, and I think he's right, he says, I know you think she's a needle-nosed bitch, but Meryl Streep, and I do think she's a needle-nosed bitch, but I never said she wasn't a good actress. Right. Did I? Nope. She's a needle-nosed bitch who happens to be a good actress. That's all I would say. All right. But then go my baby. Sophie's Choice, you got it down? Yeah. Kathleen Turner and Body Heat. Okay. Rich also says, on another subject, check out William Grider's column, Rolling Back the 20th Century, on www.thenation.com. It's too long to fax it, but it uh, is a clear view of what's going on. Okay, I'll put that over there, and I'll check it out, when and done. Probably, it says here, most of your audience never saw the movie, but Hilary Swank was terrific as Brendan Tina in Boys Don't Cry. That's what everybody says. Oh, I did see that movie. Was that the one where she played a boy? Right. Where she uh, played a girl who wanted to be a boy. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. She dressed up like a boy. Right. I saw that. I also saw the documentary about her life, and Hillary not only looked so much like her slash him when she spoke, you couldn't tell which one was the real Brendan Tina and which one was an actress playing the part. She did win the Oscar that year and deserved it. Well, let's put her down there. Brendan Tina, boys don't cry. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <gasps> Can we put Hillary Swank down instead? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, what did I... How, put the... Jackie Richard Tina. <laughs> Hillary Swank. I'd rather put down Brendan Tina. That does, does sound like a fake name. Hillary, Hillary Swank. 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 <laughs> Rhymes with wank. I just... I don't know. Doesn't it? Well, wank. it does. Well, if she and wanted prank. to be a boy. You can't be a boy without a wank. <laughs> a wanker. Okay, boys don't cry. We got it. Sorry. I did see the movie, okay? In fact, it was on again just recently, but it wasn't good enough to watch a second time. Was it good enough to watch once? Yes. Okay. It was cute. I mean, you know she, looked like? she looked like Ralph Macchio. See, I saw the documentary, but not the movie. Did you hear what I just said? Ralph Macchio. See, that's who she looked like. Who, uh, I find him very <laughs> annoying. And he still looks the same. Right. He's 70. He's st <laughs> huh? He does. He's 72 years old, just like Robbie Benson, and they both still look the same, like when they were 15. He has a wife, you know, Ralph Macchio. He got married when he was about three. He's, you know, he just got typecast in those stupid uh, karate movies. Who was the old uh, Chinese guy? Oh, uh, Pat Come Marita. Yeah, Pat Marita. Who? Pat Marita. Pat Marita, yeah. I mean, enough with the kung fu, you know. In fact, after I saw about the 30th one. About 30, man. That's what I wanted to say every time. I, oh, kung fu or something that sounded like that. K 
Kathleen Turner, Turner Bodyheat. She co-starred with William Hurt in a stunning sensual performance as Jerry and Benita Springs. Thank you, Jerry. We got her down, don't we? Yeah. He's Audrey right. Hepburn, Breakfast at Tiffany's. We got that. Jessica Tandy in Driving Miss Daisy. I never saw it. Everyone raves about it. Really? Yeah. Well, well let's put it down. Let's not be too, uh, you know, picky here. Whatever they say, give it a shot. Just like Robert Duvall said in Network, why not give it a shot? Remember that? Mm -hmm. When we were having that lunch? And Nelson stood up and said, I don't fancy myself president of a whore network. And he said, your indignation has been duly noted, Nelson. You can always resign tomorrow. Now sit down. Remember that? Yep. How do I remember this crap? Why do I remember? See, wouldn't it be great if our minds we could be selective about the things <laughs> yeah. we remember? Jeez. I mean, like careless Velado with Joe Marsh Jr. in a Hamiltonian. <laughs> what? That's taking up valuable space in your brain. Right. Floyd Venable Jr. and uh, Leroy P. Remember that asshole? I grew up with Leroy P. Uh, where yeah. do these people come from? I Seriously, saw Leroy where P. Where do some of you come from? Did you see Leroy P.? Right. I was trying to look the other way. Ingrid Bergman and Anastasia. What was the great movie she was in? Joan of Arc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which one? I mean, we can put it down for more than one. We did that several with several actors yesterday, and why the hell not? Ingrid Bergman, whose baby is she having this week? <laughs> no, no. I liked Ingrid Bergman. She was a little butch, though, don't you she think? She had huge hands. She could palm she a basketball. Butch. Boy, she could just turn you inside out, I guarantee you that. Yeah, Alfred still Ingrid wanted Bergman it. for Anastasia and Ingrid Bergman for Joan of Arc. Got it? Got it. And Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie. <laughs> Uh-oh. You hear that? Not good. Sorry. Not good. Sounds like I'm seeing stars. Quarantine. And I'm blowing right toward the hotel where, uh, where what's his name, Stan? Payrod. Jane Fonda and the China Syndrome. Okay. We want to put that down? It was 100 years ago. I don't remember it being, uh, you know, all that, but whatever. Well, let's put her down. Good old Hanoi Jane. China Syndrome, Jane Fonda. I told you we were going to have a long list today, didn't I? I said a hundred times more than we had yesterday, or at least About 30, man. more than we had on the actors. Well, I don't know. Well, speaking of uh, females, you know the feature story we have on our website about uh, Ashley Banfield? Yes. Well, wouldn't you know? NBC's Banfield chided over criticisms. NBC News President Neil Shapiro has taken correspondent Ashley Banfield to the woodshed for a speech in which he criticized the networks for portraying the Iraqi war as glorious and wonderful. And she was... Absolutely correct. Right on target. Banfield delivered her remarks Thursday at Kansas State University. She and we both agree that she didn't intend to demean the work of her colleagues, and she will choose her words more carefully in the future, an NBC spokeswoman said Monday, proving that in America you can never tell the truth, you can never say what's really on your mind without being given a bunch of crap for it. And she'll probably get canned pretty soon. Other sources inside NBC said Banfield promised, in effect, not to do it again and check her facts before making public statements in the future. She had criticized NBC in the speech for closing its bureau in Kabul, Afghanistan, a statement the network said was untrue, as if that was really all that important. Sources said Shapiro bawled her out for what were perceived as criticisms over the war coverage of all the networks, including NBC and MSNBC. In her speech, Banfield said the networks had portrayed the Iraqi war as glorious and wonderful because they had failed to show the bloody horrors of the battles, and she was absolutely on target. There was no indication whether Shapiro was upset over the entire speech. Banfield also lambasted Fox News Channel and MSNBC talk show host Michael Savage or just the elements that were critical of the network's war coverage. Speaking of Michael Savage, my mother the other day, and of course, you know what a brilliant political analyst she is. <laughs> she was trying to tell me last week about uh, some new guy on MSNBC that she really likes. 
Yeah. And she says to me, uh, uh, yes, yeah, I guess yesterday I called her. Uh, I think his name is Michael Savage. I said, you, mm. he's a right-wing lunatic, Ma. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, why bother, you know? NBC Insider said few people took Banfield's comments seriously because of her lack of experience. She is largely working for MSNBC these days, and her primetime show on that work failed last summer. I don't think people took to Ashley Banfield to set the standards of journalism. One person said about the reaction inside the department, people were sort of rolling their eyes. Well, too bad, because she at least had the balls to tell it like it was. Reporters who have returned from Iraq have defended the network's lack of blood and guts video, saying it was impossible to film much of it because of logistical reasons. They also noted that embedded reporters didn't see action much of the time in Iraq. Right. How is it that everybody else got those photos, huh? Must have just been the American journalist who couldn't get the information and get those pictures. Boy. Well, anyway, you can read it. It's on our website today. But she's taking crap because she had the audacity to tell it like it is and was. Right on target. Nice going, Ashley. You can lose those stupid glasses, by the way, bitch. She looks ridiculous. Best Actress nominations. Anne Margaret as Kim McAfee in Bye Bye Birdie. Never saw it. Cheetah Rivera as Rosie DeLeon in Bye Bye Birdie. And Paul Lind as Mr. McAfee in Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> Here's one that says, Hillary Swank, Boys Don't Cry. We won an Oscar. We just put that down. Francis McDormand, Fargo. Yeah. Really? You should see Fargo. You'd like it. It's not Why a true story, even though it says it is, but it, uh, it's just a good movie. What's it about? Uh, murder, kidnapping kind of a thing in North Dakota. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it sounds hysterical to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a riot. Jodie Foster and Nell. Yeah. She got nominated or got an Oscar or something for that. Wasn't it like a retard movie? Yeah. Well, she wasn't retarded. She just uh, learned to talk funny from her. Uh, she had a, a cracker mom or grandma that had had a stroke and couldn't talk right, so she grew up uh, talking that way. What about Jodie Foster in uh, Silence of the Lambs? Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Uh, really bad performance. Right. We're not putting that one down. Oh, Catherine Hepburn in The African Queen. I already wrote it. Do you did? Yeah. This is from Mike Oxlong, who's now become Hugh G. Rection. Right. Don't send me his faxes anymore, I told you, but you won't, you won't listen to me. I keep forgetting which ones. <laughs> I thought he had some good suggestions. He does. He's just too chronic. He's out of control. But he, this is a good one, though. Thank Mike. Th thank Mike's. <laughs> you. Catherine Hepburn and the African Queen. I think I'm getting a sore throat. Uh-oh. <laughs> hear it? I think Payrod probably brought some other kind of disease to town, if you ask me, just to get even with everybody else. Sounds like an upper respiratory thing to me, don't it? No. Huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. 12 minutes past 10 at QAM. With Mother's Day just around the corner, I want to ask you this question. Is that guest bed ready? No. Well, hey, if the uh, old bed in the other room is sagging, lumpy, or just worn out, you need to pick up the phone and call our friends at Dial Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS. Because they've got the best in the universe, the complete line of Serta, Sealy, King Coil, and Simmons to choose from. You sure don't want Mom sleeping on some crappy old lumpy mattress because she'll never stop bitching about it for the rest of your life. Don't put it off any longer. Dollar Mattress is the place to call because they're the best in the world. Nothing's got a bigger impact on the way you feel every day than a great night's sleep. Unless, of course, you got some kind of a respiratory problem. I've called 1-800-MATTRESS many a time. It's the easiest and the smartest way to buy a mattress. they got more repeat and referral customers than anybody because they know how to treat their customers right. Once you buy a mattress from Dollar Mattress over the phone, you will never again waste your time and gas and hard-earned cash shopping in those overpriced showrooms again. 
And when you buy your mattress from Dollar Mattress, they set up the new and take away your crappy, old, nasty, stained, soiled, smelly, sooty mattress for free. That's right. Dollar Mattress sets up the new and takes away the crappy old bedding for free. So have uh, Mother's Day uh, mommy sleeping like a baby on her brand-new bed from Dollar Mattress. She can be laying on it watching Michael Savage on MSNBC. Call 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. That's 1-800-MATTRESS, the easy, the smart way to get you and mom a great new bed for Mother's Day or any time. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. Don't have a penis. I've never had one, I swear. Syrian government needs to cooperate with the United States and our coalition partners and not harbor any terrorist groups. Syria, here's my Bush doesn't smile. You're welcoming the Iraqi exiles. Look what happened to Baghdad in one day. You'll see things in a similar way. If you don't stop harboring terrorism, if you don't stop our troops. Traffic and weather. I'm Mark Morgan on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Oh, brother. He was in good form today, I'll tell you. QAM. Get that man some KO Pectate, okay? 1016 at 560 WQAM. What was the best all time performance in a movie by an actress? Is our poll question today receiving a spectacular response? I'm shocked. Kathy Bates in Misery. Betty Davis, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Sally Field and Sybil. Faye Dunaway in Network, Faye Dunaway in The Mommy Dearest, Vivian Lee Gone with the Wind, Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction, Susan Hayward, I Want to Live, or was that Rita? <laughs> Eddie Hillary Haywood. Swank. Was it Eddie Haywood? Soft Summer Breeze? <laughs> On Decca Records? That's for Boca Bryan, I'm sure he's listening. Uh, Susan Hayward, I Want to Live. Liz Taylor, Who's Afraid of the uh, uh, Virginia Wolf? Audrey Hepburn, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Why don't you like Audrey Hepburn? I didn't. Grace Kelly, Rear Window. <laughs> Demi Moore, G.I. Jane. Tippy Hedren, The Birds. Eva Marie Saint, North by Northwest. Kathleen Turner, Body Heat. Meryl Streep, Sophie's Choice. Hillary Swank, Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> was it Hillary Swank or was it Brendan Patino? <laughs> it was Hillary's Wank. Hillary's Wank. Jessica Tandy, Driving Miss Daisy, Driving Me Crazy. Ingrid Bergman, Anastasia. Ingrid Bergman, Joan of Arc, Jane Fonda, The China Syndrome, Francis McDormand, Fargo, Jodie Foster, Nell, and Catherine Hepburn, The African Queen. That's what we got so far, and a long way to go. 11 o'clock, we'll put it up on the uh, thing, okay? If we got doubles on here, can I add one? Another one? Another one we already have on here? Why not? Because I thought Vivian Lee's performance in, uh... Now, why can't I think of the title? (laughs) Marlon Brando, Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, as Absolutely. Streetcar named Desire. Good choice. She had a little problem. <laughs> yeah, a few. 
Okay, that's a good one. Vivian Lee, streetcar named Desire. Boy, I told you there was an endless number of these. Didn't I say that before the show? Yeah, you did. Something like that. <clears throat> so we'll get a whole bunch of names today. About 30, man. Sigourney Weaver and Alien. Why are they obsessed with that? That was a great acting performance. <laughs> I mean, they liked watching it, but that, I mean, we could put down uh, Brooke Shields and uh, what the hell was that flick? Blue Lagoon. The Blue Lagoon. The Blue Goon. We could put that on there. Or Paradise and uh, what's its name? B.B. Cates. Cates. <laughs> Catherine Harris, Citizen Bush. That's cute. Yeah. Why do they all have to be comedians? Are they funny? No. Are they amusing? No. Catherine Hepburn and Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> okay. How did we leave off, uh, what's his name yesterday? Shane. Brandon DeWilda and Shane. Didn't you mention him? I mentioned him for All Fall Down with uh, Carl Malden. Ken Esmas Macho, Carl Malden or Ken Malden? How's Ken doing? He's fine. Good. How you doing, Ken? Oh, is he not there? I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. That's hard for me to tell because you don't tell me nothing. All you told me was Josh Friedman was as big as a house. I thought you said he bought a house, and then it turned out he was as big as a house. WQAM. Cicely Tyson and whatever that movie where she played an old lady. Who was it? Cicely Tyson. I can't Cicely? remember the name of the movie. Cicely Tyson. Cicely. Yeah. There she played a movie where the she color was... purple. No, no, no. It was the name of a of a lady, but she played her all the way from when she was like twenty up to where she was 105 or something. Hillary Swank. <laughs> Grandma Moses. Uh, someone will come up with it, but she Somebody was... will know. Okay, thanks. Thanks for giving us a little bit of a start. There you go. Cicely Tyson is starring in uh, uh, Tulips uh, for Tulio. I don't know. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with Cicely Tyson, have you? No. How about in uh, The Great Santini, what's her name, that played the wife? She's a great actress. Oh, jeez. Who was that? Blythe Danner. Yeah. Wasn't she in that, or am I dreaming? I don't know. I don't know from Blythe. And she's the mother of? I don't know. I used to know this. Gwyneth Paltrow. No? Right. I don't know. One of them. I don't know from Blythe. Boy, you're sure good. You don't know Blythe Danner was in Great Santini. She yeah. played uh, Robert Duvall's wife. She was great with that uh, dripping southern accent of hers. Are we sticking around there? Who? Blythe. No. I mean, she was very good, but that would be like putting Mama Corleone on there. You know, she was good, too. What was her name? Uh, Come on. You can do it. today. Mama Corleone. In fact, don't we have that? Uh, oh, yeah, we, we have the tune. We used to have it, but we don't have that anymore. Where could it be? It was on a cart somewhere. I'll never think of it. Too much drugs. She was a great actress, too. Mm -hmm. I can't think of her name. Mama Corleone. Star I'll have to look it up. I mean, not that she had that big of a role in the movie. We only saw her in the kitchen, where's where those uh, Italian women spent yeah. all of their time. In the kitchen and in the bed. And at the table. In the sack. The golden seal. The goddess. The goddess. Here you go. Um, she's not on here. How can that be? They don't list her. They got well. They've only got. I mean, let's face it. It's a movie that had 500 stars. Oh, we got the Godfather legacy over here. I beg your pardon. We got the Godfather legacy book in here. Okay. I mean, as soon as you say it, it'll be. We'll both be so embarrassed. No, I know. We should just quit. <clears throat> Nina Simone. Who? No, I'm just kidding. But in, in fact, Nina Simone just died here a couple of days ago. That's why that name came to my mind. The great jazz singer Nina Simone. She died. Right. Morgana uh, King. Who? Morgana, Morgana King. King. That's what I said. Didn't I say that? No. I said Larry King. Uh-huh. 
Morgana King. I'm so sorry. She was great. Not, not, yes, that, not that we're putting her down or anything, because she had a very small role, but she was great. Lee Remick, The Days of Wine and Roses. I like that. In fact, I like Lee Remick. I like Lee Remick. Never saw that movie, though. Well, put it down. How about... Oh, I, I'm telling you, why did I say that, that there were going to be so few? I, I don't know why I said that. There's so many. In that horror movie, uh, Angie Dickinson. What the hell was the name of that movie? Dressed she, to Kill. Uh, Dressed to Kill. You don't think? Sure. Of course, she got killed off fairly early in the movie. But I still think she was outstanding. Dressed to Kill, Angie Dickinson. And how come we never put him on yesterday either? Michael Caine, did we put him on for anything? No. That's a shame. That's not right. Let's redo the one from yesterday. What do you say? All right. That's bad. The man who would be king was the one that I was trying to think of yesterday with him the and Sean Connery. The man who would be queen? Yeah. Good movie. With who? Him and Sean Connery. And it takes Michael place King. like in Afghanistan or Uzbekistan or somewhere like that. I was thinking of that fag movie he was in with Christopher Reeve. And it's only 1025. We're going to have a list of about 500 here before we get done. We might have to carry this over for weeks. And here I thought, well, I don't know. We probably won't get more than a couple. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line WQAM. Neil, you're missing one of the winners. Okay. Yeah, mother throws rocks in hell. Well, we said that yesterday, Linda Blair. Yeah, let's get her on there right away. Come on, all right, thanks. Thanks. See, you start getting a little surly there, and as soon as I said, okay, let's get around. Okay. <laughs> well, he was right. We mentioned that yesterday. I just forgot about it. We got so damn many other ones going on here. That was, and in fact, didn't you, uh, you deterred me from that. You said, nah, that was like... The power of Christ compels you! It was a head turner, I'll tell you that. You said turd. I said turd? Yeah. What are you talking about? Huh? You said deterred. 5670560, oh, pound five. He's a little off his feet today. Just ignore George, please. More than usual. 11 o'clock, we'll put the poll up there for you. Not, not, not like three minutes after 11. Not like 11.15. Not like 10.59.22. 11 o'clock. We'll open up the poll and let the general public vote on this thing. Because it is highly important, and a lot of people are chomping at the bit, and they want to do it and get it over with so they can get on with their busy lives and try to find something to do. 10.26 at 5.60 QAM. <laughs> Sports Radio 560, QAM. Other dick in the White House? You've tried those other breakfast cereals that claim to be all natural. Now, get the real thing. Introducing Kellogg's Sugar Plops. To bring you all natural fiber rich goodness, Kellogg's went straight to the farm, lightly toasted what we found. Then sweetened it. So next time you're shopping, don't just reach for any breakfast cereal. Reach for the all-natural Kellogg Sugar Plops. It's like nothing you've ever tasted for breakfast. We <laughs> guarantee it. 1030 at 560 WQAM. we got a gigantic, oozing large list here. Now, speaking of numbers and the lists, how's Muff doing with those numbers? No news yet. See, if we have to rely on him because it's always, well, I don't know how to do that program or my computer won't do it or, like, uh, you know, i got another headache, whatever it is. Uh, but Manny Bell, when that little twerp comes running in there, then, then we get the real stuff. You know, with Muff, we're just, like, you know, foreplay. But when Manny Bell comes charging through there, then you got the real crap. Here's an article I want to read, a little bedtime story before we get back to our survey, since we've already got 700 names on it. On Victory and Bragging Rights by Rosa Maria Pegueros. You know Rosa? No. 
Well, Rosa is an associate professor in the Department of History and Women's Studies program at the University of Rhode Island. Now, there was an article in the New York Times by Tom Friedman on Sunday. Once in a while, Tom Friedman writes something that makes sense, but most of the time I would say he's an asshole. And evidently, Rosa agrees. And it was not on our website. Did you notice that, Carlos? The Tom Friedman column was not on the website? God, Satan, and... No, the meaning of a skull. Oh, right. The meaning of a skull, Tom Friedman's New York Times column Sunday morning, draws our attention to a photo that appeared in his newspaper recently of an Iraqi on his knees weeping over the skull of his son, a political prisoner. The son was one of thousands killed by Saddam Hussein whose bodies were dumped in that site. That, says Friedman, is all the justification he needs for the U.S. going to war. He can't understand why those of us who refuse to celebrate feel as we do. Friedman's speculations about the reason for our reluctance are probably right, but the most obvious reason that a small percentage of Americans, including me, won't rejoice is this. The last time I saw pictures of people digging out of the mutilated bodies of the victims of an unjust war, the bodies were Guatemalan and the bullets were American. And the time before that, the bodies were Nicaraguan and the bullets were American, used by the CIA-supported Contras. And the time before that, they were Salvadoran. Guess where the bullets came from? For the sake of stability in the Western Hemisphere, the U.S. was willing, nay, eager to supply the arms needed by Tin Horn dictators to pacify their citizens. It isn't just that our hands aren't clean or that we aren't pure enough, but that the United States is actively engaged in covert activities, the overthrow of leaders who didn't suit us, and the state terrorism against the, their citizens. We have a frightening record of killing and terror that most of us prefer to forget. Eighty percent of the American people may be willing to overlook the government's lies about weapons of mass destruction, even if they find any evidence of WMD, the invasion rests on a big lie. Secretary of State Powell, a man I once respected, stood before the United Nations and said that the United States has had incontrovertible evidence of Saddam's possession of WMD. What Bush, Powell, and Rummy had was a hunch, not enough to convince our neighbors or our long-standing allies, but enough to roll over any objections, waste the lives of American soldiers and Iraqi civilians, and win the war. Periodically, Rumsfeld declares that this time they found the evidence only to back down when it proved to be something else. They will not even allow Hans Blix and the U.S. weapons inspectors to search with the American troops for the WMDs. They say they don't need them. Could it be more obvious that the one thing they don't need is someone with worldwide respect and authority to expose them when they plant the evidence? The United States is the most powerful country in the history of the world. Julius Caesar and Alexander the Great would drool at the weaponry at our disposal, but the greatness of a country doesn't come from how many weapons it has. For all the boasting about the liberties that our soldiers were ostensibly defending, allies that disagreed with us have been pilloried and faced punitive sanctions. U.S. citizens who protested the war are savaged by their fellow citizens. We can ignore the fact that the Bush administration lied so it could go ahead with the invasion of Iraq. We can ignore the history that the United States has supporting dictators who kill their own people, including Saddam Hussein. We can ignore the amoral sales of weapons that boost the U.S. economy, and we're used to keep people of other countries down by their own governments. We can ignore the fact that most of our reservists were working-class people who joined the reserves to have a cushion of security for their families. Some of these brave soldiers will one day be veterans, some of them so damaged mentally or physically that they'll need our support, and that the Bush administration is already cutting services for veterans even as he hands out prayers for their recovery. Prayers are cheap and soothing words, but don't pay the rehab bills, Mr. President. We can ignore the irregularities of the 2000 presidential election that brought this president to power. Going back in our history, we can ignore the genocide of Native Americans and theft of their lands. Does patriotism rest on ignorance? From where I stand, it looks like the hypocrisy is hip-deep and rising. Can it be that the freedoms guaranteed by the Bill of Rights rest on a fragile issue of li uh, tissue of lies? What are the real choices an American has in this situation? I refuse to accept that this hypocrisy is at the core of our freedoms. It may be enough for Tom Friedman, but it's not enough for me. If we can ignore all of those things, we can sleep with an easy conscience. George W. Bush does, but we better stop bragging to the rest of the world about our freedoms. 
writes Rosa Maria Pegueras, an associate professor in the Department of History and Women's Studies at the University of Rhode Island. You go, Pretty girl. good article, Rosa. What? I said, you go, girl. You go, girlfriend. That's what we say. Oh, and a chemical find. Remember that? <laughs> chemical find. It's on our yeah. website today. Maybe rocket fuel. Let's play Elton John and Rocket Man. A metal drum found in Iraq that initially tested positive for a nerve agent could, in fact, contain rocket fuel, a U.S. expert has said. Two mobile chemical laboratories found nearby might also have been used for mixing the fuel and not making banned weapons, the chief chemical weapons officer of the 4th Infantry Division added. How do you like that? Initial tests showed that the contents of the barrel tested positive for the nerve gas cycloserin and blister agent that could be a precursor of mustard gas, but by design... Initial test procedures favor positive readings, erring on the side of caution to protect soldiers. Huh. The second team of inspectors, a specialist mobile exploita uh, exploitation team, suspects that it might be rocket fuel and is now returning to the site in coming days for further test until we can plant some goods. I mean, until they know for sure. How do you like them apples, huh? Those weapons of mass destruction and... and... This glorious freedom now that the president this week is going to say the war is officially over. Well, the Guardian UK says today, or yesterday, fighting is over but the deaths go on. Did you see this? I guess you yeah, have the read pictures them all, yeah. again. Mm -hmm. mm. Unexploded ordnance and landmines littering northern Iraq have killed or maimed many people, many of them children, since the end of the war during the fighting, Guardian investigation has revealed. In the two weeks after the cessation of hostilities on the northern front line, which divided the Kurdish self-rule area from government-controlled territory, as many as 80 civilians have died, more than 500 have been injured. Here's another grotesque picture of a little uh, five-year-old kid. We are facing an emergency situation, said Sean Sutton of the UK-based Mines Advisory Group, which is coordinating an operation in the region to clear unexploded ordnance and mines. And don't forget about those cluster bombs. And then, of course, we had the, what was it, 15 shot and killed? Right. And hundreds more injured. Here it is. U.S. soldiers fire on Iraqi protesters, 13 dead in Fallujah, Iraq. American soldiers opened fire on Iraqi protesters in the town west of Baghdad after being shot at, a U.S. officer said today. The director at the local hospital said 13 people were killed and 75 injured. The shooting took place last night in the town of Fallujah, 58 kilometers west of Baghdad, 30 miles. How many miles west of Baghdad? About 30, man. Colonel Arnold Bray of the 82nd Airborne Division gave the U.S. account of the clash but couldn't confirm the Iraqi deaths. But Dr. Ahmed Ghanim al-Ali Ghanif, director of the Fallujah General Hospital, said there were 13 dead, including three boys under the age of 11. He said his medical crews were shot at when they went to retrieve the injured, which he said numbered 75. Well, you know, it's part of the uh, collateral damage. Isn't that what it is? Right. Untidiness. On the uh, untidiness of uh, this crap that's going on there. That's what Rummy. That's what Rummy would say. Good old crummy Rummy. And that picture of that other little kid is is on the website. See, there you go again. You can't control yourself. You can't restrain yourself. Putting those honest pictures on there. I always thought you looked a little bit like Ashley Banfield. Huh? <laughs> a little. In fact, you know eyes. something? We didn't want to let this out on the air. It's like the Clark Kent thing, since he's going to be naked tonight on <laughs> on the Swelling. I mean Smallville. Isn't that the name of the show, Swelling? But it's a Clark Kent uh, ripoff. You know, he takes off the glasses, he becomes Beaner Boy, puts on the glasses, becomes Ashley Banfield of MSNBC. Huh? Oh, man, what a disguise. I would say about the same breast size. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. The best all-time performance in a motion picture by an actress. And the winner is the award, the uh, whatever, the statue goes to. I guarantee we won't be putting Joan Crawford on here. 
No. How about Millard? Uh, Mil- Mildred Pierce. Millard Fillmore. How about Franklin Pierce? Mildred Pierce, she won the Academy Award for it. No. Too macho for this list. WQAM. Yes, how you doing? I got a couple names for you. Okay, a couple. Yeah, Diane Keaton, Mr. Goodbar, or Mia Farrow, Rosemary's Baby. Okay, Mia Farrow, Rosemary's Baby. What do you say? I like the Diane Keaton vote better. What was the movie? Looking for Mr. Goodbar. Oh, looking for uh, Mr. Crunch Bar. Diane Keaton. How about Buster Keaton? How about Buster Crab? Buster's Crabs. Hmm. He was a, a, a swimmer, right, Buster Crab? I guess. You don't even know who that is, Buster Crab. Shame on you. He was a swimmer. Pretty ugly guy, too, I should point out. <laughs> 21 to 11 at 560 WQAM. He was no Mark Spitz. I'll tell you that. Remember Mark Spitz? No. And who was that Jewish Australian swimmer? What was his name, Rose? Rose Folger, I think. Now, what the hell was his I name? I don't know. Man. Well, stop with these uh, all this crap, okay? Stop with all these uh, spurious things. We've got a zillion names to get on here in so little time. Don't forget, in about 20 minutes, we'll get that thing up on our website, and you can vote on it right at 11 o'clock. You can bet your life. You can bet Eric's life on it. That'll be up there at 11 o'clock. Won't it, Carlos? Yes. <laughs> hey, if uh, my good friend Skippy's listening, still don't have my oleomed yet. I just mentioned that. I'm not complaining. I'm not uh, being too much of a schnorr. I still have a little bit left. But every day I'm popping oleomed for my blood pressure, and it's a miracle product. It's really good for you. Oleomed soft gels contain the finest olive oil you'll find on this planet. Not just ordinary olive oil, which you can buy in any supermarket, but super concentrated, loaded with health benefits. Oleomed every day, and your puss can help reduce the risk of heart disease, high cholesterol. And now the good news for you is there are 14 different oleomed formulas from which to choose, each one combining the finest olive oil with vitamins, minerals, and herbals to support specific parts of your health, from your bones to your blood pressure to your immune system. Just pick out the formulas that are right for you and what you need. Now there are three new oleomed formulas, one to help you sleep, one to help you control that disgusting, sickly weight, and cell Q10, which is CoQ10 for your heart. You can pick it up just about everywhere. If you'll find it on street corners now, it's so popular. Pick them up today at Publix, Eckerd's, Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro's, and Sedano's. Or order it online if you like, oleomedamerica.com. If you want to get more info, call toll-free 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. Get your Oleomed today and start popping it in your puss for better health. and This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. El pollo para acá. May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. The Mexican national holiday. Some stations are giving away trips to Cancun. Some are giving away trips to Mexico City. But we're bringing Mexico to you. That's right. We're giving away Mexican. Real live Mexican. Ay, caramba. We'll be smuggling illegal aliens across the border in the wheel well of the station van. Then we'll give one to you. Imagine your own personal Mexican. They'll wash your car. Clean your house. Pick your crop. Anything you want. Because if they don't, you'll have them deported. Adios, amigo. Be the tenth caller when you hear this sound. And win a Mexican. Members of this station and their families are not eligible to own Mexicans. Bathing and delousing of Mexicans is winner's responsibility. Station assumes no liability for infectious diseases carried by Mexicans. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo in your own home. Every day. With your very own Mexican. People listening to win. We were going to give away Beaner Boy. Nobody would take him. 1044 at 560. And speaking of uh, giveaways, don't forget our hot couples contest. Go to neilrogers.com and you can check out all the details. In fact, doesn't it start Thursday officially? Yes. 
and you can email a picture of yourselves with your significant other or utter. You have two weeks till May 15th to enter your pictures. They'll be up on the web. Photos can choose their favorite. And then on Thursday, May 22nd, the couple with the most votes wins. And we'll be doing this each month for the next three months, May, June, and Julio. And the grand prize, three-day, two-night stay for two at the Royal Oasis Resort and Casino in the Bahamas, including round-trip airfare on Lake Erair. And runner-up gets dinner for two at the Pizza Loft. And we got, what, seven uh, photos on there? Mm-hmm. But they can't see them yet, right? Right. So starting Thursday, you'll be able to see the pictures we have so far. So email the pictures. You never know. You might be a big wiener. What was the best all-time performance in a movie by an actress? We're asking today on NeilRogers.com. Kathy Bates, Misery. Betty Davis, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Sally Field, Sybil. Faye Dunaway Network. I'm not going to read the whole list. It's uh, take too long. Did you ever think we'd have this many? No, I did not. God. Man, oh, man. By 1 o'clock, we could have about 500 on here. I never dreamed in my wildest dreams. Ye of little faith. Tried to tell you before the show it'll be a great poll. Nah, there's only about five or ten, you said. Know what you said? Something like that. WQAM. QAM, uh, hello. Yes, sir. Uh, what about Miss Daisy in Driving Miss Daisy? Who? Miss Daisy in Driving Miss Daisy. I forget who the actress was. Miss Daisy? In Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. You mean Jessica Tandy? Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. It's on there. Thank you. It's already on there. How about Miss Daisy, George? Okay. Good idea. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM. Hey, hi Neil. Yes, sir. How about uh, Anne Bancroft in The Miracle Worker? Uh, did we do that? I thought that we just put her on there. We just put her on there only oh, moments did? ago. Okay, because I, I was on the phone and I had the phone turned down. Sorry okay, about that. Okay, we just just ahead of you. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Neil. She's on there. See, I should have I should have read the later ones. The second column on my page and my sheet. Can I say sheet? For now. Don't tell Jika. Although oh. he might be wearing one. Ingrid Bergman, Joan of Arc, Jane Fonda, The China Syndrome, Francis McDormand, Fargo, Jodie Foster in Nell, Catherine Hepburn, The African Queen. Which I thought was the, uh, wasn't that biographical about Johnny Mathis? <laughs> oh. Vivian Lee, Streetcar Named Desire. Lee Remick, The Days of Wine and Roses. Angie Dickinson, Dressed to Kill. Ingrid Bergman in Gaslight. Joanne Woodward, The Three Faces of Eve. Anne Bancroft, Miracle Worker. Linda Blair in The Exorcist. I'm glad that guy called on that because we almost uh, forgot about her, which is really, that would have been bad. After all of the uh, stuff that we've done. Jimmy, why you do this to me? Yeah. Uh, where am I? And uh, Diane Keaton looking for Mr. Goodbar. Uh, did I ever see that movie? I, I don't know. It was uh, pretty well, what, big. What about Diane saying. Keaton and The Godfather? Was she small potatoes in that movie? I wouldn't say. Why not? Huh? Let's stick around there. You want to? Yeah. Whereas my aunt and her daughter would say, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we got some real retards in my family. But at any rate, what am I uh, putting on here? Diane Keaton and The Godfather. Who's being naive now, Kay? It was an abortion, Michael. <laughs> it was a boy. Oh, brother. I wouldn't bring another one of you into the... Oh, sorry. That was great. It was a great scene. And he just goes, Ape Schmidt. Did we put Al Pacino for Godfather? 
I don't think we did. No, I mean, he was on there for several other ones. And then the guy, I mean, <laughs> seriously, stop and think about this, okay? I mean, you can't put them all on there. Why but not? somebody calls in and says Al Pacino for Hoo-ha! the scent of a woman, but now one person called in and said Al Pacino and the Godfather in any one, two, or three. How do you like that? That's wrong. That is bad. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Yeah. I think that's the only drop-in we have of Michael, don't we? Really? Don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. See, I told you that's one of two that we have. I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe there's a bunch of them on here. My one of my favorites is Johnny Fontaine will never get that movie. I don't care how many Dago, Guinea, Wap, Greaseball, Goombas come out of the woodwork. I'm German Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my crook Mick friend. I'm gonna make so much trouble for you, you won't know what it is. Walsh, come a lawyer, I have not threatened. I know almost every big lawyer in New York. Who the hell are you? My Kraut McFriend. <laughs> he was good. Yeah, he was. It was outstanding. There's the best movie of all time, okay? I don't care what anybody says. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of those pulls. We'll never do that again. Right. We don't care what your opinion is. How do you like that, folks? We don't care what you think. Godfather, best movie of all time. Network to me is a close second. Even though most of you disagree because you never saw that. And if you did, you wouldn't understand it. I mean, do you really have to be in the broadcasting business to really uh, f- uh, fully appreciate network? Yeah. Why? Wouldn't you think with everything one of those that's things. going on right now with the media? You would think. But you, but it's not true because they haven't caught on. And, it, and that's why the media keep doing it. Because they've got the public uh, mesmerized with this crap that they're putting on there round the clock, 24-7, as they like to say. 24-7. WQAM. QAM, hello. Uh, yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. How about your good buddy from the NRA, Charlie, with uh, the Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston? Yeah, he was a good lady. Okay. What was the, what was the best all-time performance in a movie by an actress? And I guess this guy, pick, talk about picking on somebody while he's down. You son of a bitch. Calling Charlton Heston an actress. That was bad, sir. See, not only don't they listen to the question even, like, superficially, but they just, they, they tune in for like 20 seconds, then they try to get the general jizz, a gist as to what we're talking about. <laughs> Remember general gist? No. He was in the uh, WW1. 5670560. Oh, and again, we're not asking what are your 20 uh, best performances by an actress, or your top 10, or even... Top 30, man! No, that won't count. One, the best. You, you can't say what are the 20 best steakhouses in South Florida. There, there's, there's no such thing. Nobody wants to know that. What's the best? And what it was the best all-time performance in a movie by an actor. Now, I realize it's not easy. That's the idea. If it was easy, what's this? it's no fun. What's the point, right? Right. It would be like asking what was the best movie of all time. We all know the answer to that. Of course, uh, you know. You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? See? There you go. I, we need lots and lots and <laughs> lots more drop in. What, what are you laughing let's about? Just, I mean, let's just put the whole good. movie together. Take the cannoli. Every scene, yeah. there's like at least ten drop-ins from every scene in that movie. There's thousands Great of drop-ins. Droppings. droppings, right. What have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectful? See? Bona Santa. Bona Santa. 5670560. Oh, and I, what kind of a name is that, anyway? Bona Santa means good evening in yeah. Italian. Huh? What kind of a name is that? I don't know. WAP. A WAP name? It's just a guess. WQAM. Uh, I thought I it was German-Irish. Hi. I got yes, a suggestion. Sir. Go ahead. Uh, Vic Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> 
WQAM. Yeah, hey. Uh, yes, sir. Ann Blythe, the biggest in... bitch ever in uh, Mildred Pierce. Ann Blythe in Mildred Pierce, and not yeah, Joan Crawford. That... No, no, she played that bitch daughter, and Gina Rollins and Gloria. Okay, we'll take the first one. Ann Blythe and Mildred Pierce, and we'll put that on there just to piss off the Joan Crawford fans, like Matt Drudge. Just for a little drudgery. You got it? Got it. Mildred Pierce. Huh. And didn't I say we probably wouldn't be doing Mildred Pierce, and I was wrong. Well, guess what, Neil? You screwed up again, okay? The audience is getting used to it now. Only eight minutes, seven minutes away and counting from the moment that we put that poll up, right at 11 o'clock. I guarantee you somebody's got his atomic clock out right now. You think? Sure. I guarantee he's got his clock out. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line WQAM. Hi, I'd like to uh, suggest Susan Hayward, and I'll cry tomorrow. Okay, not Rita Hayworth though, huh? Uh, was well, Susan Hayward, wasn't it? You sure? Pretty sure, yeah. Are you sure? I'm okay, I'll look it up. Positive. Okay, thanks. Okay, we already got Susan Hayward on there once. Let's not overdo it. In addition to which, you can't outdo her uh, I Want to Live. That was great. Never saw it. That was about a, uh, she was sentenced to death, if, if that's the movie I'm thinking about. It was a true story. I heard about that movie. Yeah, she was on death row. And then when they called her name when it was time, she couldn't hear him. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Olivia de Havilland. They died with their boots on. Okay. I'm speaking low because I'm a workman. Okay, thanks. No problem. Bye. Olivia de Havilland. Got it? Got it. Boy, this is a long one. Too much writing for me. I don't get paid enough to write this much. And they died with their boots on. Is that the name of it? Yep. Did you see it? Nope. Should we look it up? If you want to. I take his word for it. Why would he lie? No, no, I'm not, I didn't say he's... What is wrong with you? Man, are you brutal. I didn't say he lied. I just... We never saw the movie. I just want to see what uh, what the lay of the land is here. Here's one called They Call Me Bruce, and they better not do it again. Oh, I saw that. You did? Yeah. You saw that? That was an accident. Oh, no. You both saw They Call Me Bruce? I think it was the first pair of breasts that I saw as a child on a movie. What the year? 1982. Oh, no, it was the first PG-13 movie that I saw. It was a mistake. Starring Johnny Yoon... Ralph Morrow, Pam mm -hmm. Huntington, Marco Hemingway, yeah. John Louise. It oh, was never, oh, John, bad. What is it? John Louis and Bill Capizzi. It was bad. What am I looking for? Well, you're potching They well, died with their boots on. Oh, they died with their boots on. Okay, they were expendable. They. Uh, I do think them. I saw it like when I was really, Here it really is. little. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. 1941. With Olivia de Havilland, Errol Flynn. Who, remember, he was a real swish. I'm a swashbuckler. Right. Uh, Arthur Kennedy. Remember old Arthur Kennedy? No. He was in that movie with Pat Boone, that horse movie. Or was it with Shirley, uh, Shirley Jones and Pat Boone? Was it County Fair? Was that it? I don't know. Never saw Something it. like that. It was a harness racing movie. There oh. you go, Dick Feinberg, a harness racing movie. Isn't that exciting? Hmm. How about John Gilmore and Buddy Gilmore and Levi Harner? And anyway, Olivia de Havilland, Gene Lockhart, Sidney Greenstreet. What a cast. Anthony Quinn. Charlie Grapewood and Stanley Ridges. No, no relation to Mickey Bridges. Never did Walsh's reputation as an action director and master of period flavor fit more comfortably, cheerfully agreeing that history is bunk and 
printing the legend. He turns what is essentially a biopic of George Armstrong Custer. I thought it was going to be George Armstrong, the former the chief, former captain of the Maple Leafs. Remember George Armstrong? No. Number 10? No. From West Point to Little Bighorn into a glorious western. Few facts here, but what matter when the fiction of Custer is tempestuous, tempestuous cavalier and Indian sympathizer. Chivalrous. If you could see the size of the print in this book. Uh, well, absolutely ir irresistible is what it's. How do you like that? Absolutely irresistible. Absolutely irresistible, sir. So we got it done. Look at the Havilland. They died with their boots on. Live, Live and local. Here's Sports Radio 560. You fudge packing? One at five sixty WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. Well, I tell you, this list is building. Didn't I tell you we'd have a zillion uh, things on this? Showing up? No, I didn't. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked and I'm embarrassed because I should have known. I just wasn't. I wasn't thinking clear, uh, clearly. This, just this filler across springs. He's got three for three on here. I would say, Betty Davis, all about Eve. It's on there. Are you writing these down? Yep. Judy Garland, The Star is Born. Did I mention that the other day? Mm -hmm. James Mason and Judy Garland, The Star is Born. And, of course, a lot of you punks out there, you think of Star is Born was with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson, mm -hmm. all of which I can say, oh, my God. See, Judy Arlen, Garland, not only could she sing great, she wasn't cross-eyed. I just mentioned that in <laughs> passing for all the Barbara Streisand lickers out there. Oh, she just makes me weep. She makes me weep. And... Phil Across brings, I think, his best one, Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard. No question. Right. I think they're going to remake that uh, at QAM starring the Water Nazi. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Playing that role. Can't you just see the Water Nazi? 
Len in Iowa says, Linda Lovelace in deep throat, God rest her soul, it said. It says, oh, God. rest her soul. Well, I would say this. We're not going to put it on there, but there was probably a lot of acting involved because wasn't Harry Reams in that? Yeah. Oh, brother. Whew. Harry Reams. At least the, there was truth in advertising there with the name, anyhow. Greatest acting job for a female of all time, Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act. George saw it about 30 times, it says. I did. That's what it says here. Okay. It says... About 30, man. That's what it says. <laughs> I don't even know what that movie is. Do you, Sister Act? Yeah, she uh, plays a nun. She hides out as a nun and... Uh... We're not putting Whoopi Goldberg on my list, okay? I'm, I'm sorry. With all due respect to you Hollywood Squares people. Yeah. No. Do you think? No. Well, that's pretty obvious to anybody who listens. Now, what, now see, now you're messing me with these stories in here. Grace Digital. What, what is this? Oh, we already had this. Grace Digital Media. Look, new. The U.S. government this week launched its Arabic-language satellite TV news station for Muslim Iraq. It's being produced in a studio, Grace Digital Media, controlled by fundamentalist Christians who are rapidly pro-Israel. That's grace as in by the grace of God. We didn't have this. Grace Digital Media is controlled by a fundamentalist Christian millionaire, Cheryl Reagan, who last year arrested control of Federal News Service, a transcription news service, from its former owner, Cortez Randall. Randall says he met Reagan at a prayer meeting, brought her in as an investor in Federal News Service, and then she forced him out of his own company. How do you like that, huh? Oh, there's a zillion stories like that. That f***ing bitch. Right. Grace Digital Media and Federal News Service are housed in a downtown Washington, D.C. office building, along with Grace News Network. When you call the number for Grace News Network, you get a person answering Grace Digital Media Federal News Service. According to its website... Grace News Network is dedicated to transmitting the evidence of God's presence in the world today. This is the kind of direct that we're going to feed to the Arabs over there now, okay? Grace News Network will be reporting the current secular news along with aggressive proclamations that will change the news to reflect the kingdom of God and its purposes, GNN proclaims. The Broadcasting Board of Governors, the U.S. government agency producing the TV newscast for Iraq, likes to say it's the BBC of the USA. <laughs> right. The Broadcasting Board of Governors runs Radio Free Europe, Voice of America, and Radio Sawa, Arabic language radio for the Middle East. Our mission is clear, BBG's John Maurer told us, to broadcast accurate and objective news about the U.S. and the world. We don't do propaganda or leafleting. We're like the BBC in that respect. Did I say leaf-leading? So there you go. Again, proselytizing to the poor heads over there. They've already got enough problems with their own God. Now we've got to force this other one on them. And not only we got to force a different God on them on top of it, but also Jesus Christ. Right. Which I don't think they're ready for yet. Sissy Spacek and or Anne Bancroft in Night Mother. Night Mother? Never heard of it. Now, never heard of it. Movies that we never heard of, uh, with rare exceptions, I would say, no. Marilyn Monroe, Some Like It Hot. No. You think? No. What are you laughing about? She was uh, uh, an actress. Okay. Okay, you think she wasn't an actress. Now, that's bad. See, now she'd be pissed off. Joe DiMaggio would beat the crap out of if he was still here. He would. It's a good thing for you he died. Right. He would drive right over from Hollywood and uh, just beat the snot out of your ass. With a baseball bat, no doubt. Catherine Hepburn. Now, there's a whole list of here that we can choose from. Did I give you the ones that we... Yeah, I did. 
Betty Davis, Judy Garland, Gloria Swanson. Calm down. Uh, Olivia de Havilland, they died with their boots on. That was the last one before that, right? Right. Catherine Hepburn, bringing up baby. Oh, come on, bringing up baby. The Philadelphia story. Adam's rib. The African queen. And guess who's coming to dinner? How do you choose among those? Well, we already got African queen. With Catherine Hepburn, we do? Right, yeah. What about Humphrey Bogart? Is she on her? What about Lauren Bacall? Was there a movie that Lauren Bacall was in that she was really sensational? She's a great actress. How about The Fan? No. Did you see The Fan? No. You never saw The Fan with Lauren Bacall where she was being stalked? Nope. By a nutcase fan? I know about it. Good movie. I saw the previous. I never saw Key Largo either. I know she was in that. I never saw that either. Oh, now, how, now, how many more pages are there of this stuff that I just got? There? I mean, you know, that was good. Oh, here it is, Sleuth. No, that, that wasn't the name of it, Sleuth. That wasn't the name of that movie at all. Michael Caine and Christopher Reeve were lovers in Sleuth? I don't think that's right. I wouldn't know. Huh? Wouldn't know. Nah, that's not uh, the right movie. That was a Michael Caine movie, but that wasn't the one I don't know. Let me look it up. I could be wrong. Wouldn't be the first time this uh, segment. The poll is up, by the way. The poll is up. What are you playing music for? I don't know. Give you a chance to look. I got the book right here, mister. I got it right in my hand. Sleuth. Michael Caine, Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, this is not, that's not the right movie. No. Although previous, uh, reviewers claim that this is closer to Borges than Anna Christie. Agatha Christie. Uh, this is not the movie. I don't think. Less a whodunit than a howdunit. Uh, no, Lawrence Olivier was not in the movie I'm talking about. Sleuth is a different Lawrence, uh, uh, Michael Caine movie. <clears throat> I would know the name right away. It says it was a mystery with Diane Cannon as Caine's wife. Well, somebody's all over the place on this, but it's certainly not the right movie. It was not Sleuth. Sorry. <laughs> Halle Berry, Monster's Ball. It says, yeah. hell, you got Demi, why not put her down? What? I agree. You agree, Halle Berry and Monsters Balls? Yeah, have to, had to have seen it. Wouldn't Monsters, have... yeah. And Monstrous would... Balls? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a reference to Billy Bob, who's also I in the see. Movie. Okay, Monsters Ball, Halle Berry. Well, get her on there. We all like Halle Berry a lot. Uh, Kirsten Durst, Dunst, interview with a vampire. Come on. Jodie Foster, the accused. She Susan Hayward, I want to live. We already got Susan Hayward. What? She won an Oscar or something for that, I do believe. Jodie Foster won an Oscar for the accused. We better get it on there, right? Oh, this, this list is just, it's just unbelievable. This is going on and on and on. Man, thank God. I mean, the accused. Well, I got a scratch in my throat, and you want to know the reason why I got a scratch now? SARS? No, because I had the window open. It. Oh. Well, you get carried away like yesterday. It was a 77. Now, today it's going to be around 60-ish, which isn't bad, but so far it was like in the low 50s. <laughs> See? Uh -oh. Gagging over here. See what happens? I did that just in honor of Payrod. And sure, being a good Miami boy that he is, he's probably locked himself in his room in his hotel listening on the Internet right now. Hey, Payrod, you're a pussy, baby. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Barbara Stanwyck, double indemnity. Never saw it. I don't like her. You what? You don't like Barbara Stanwyck? No, she bugs me somehow. You don't like her big valley? <laughs> Anne Bancroft in the Ann Sullivan story. Never saw it. Which was about Helen Keller is what it says here. I don't think so. 
Jennifer Waterman in The Story of Adam. No. Here's one from UCF. Kenny says the QAM website was down all last week. And the QAM website wasn't down. Well, what does that mean, Carlos? I have no idea. And I was dying over here. I had to resort to listening to the monsters of, oh, the monsters of the midday. Give me a break. And consequently blowing my brains out. For the poll, Sharon Stone in Casino, though the movie was inferior to Goodfellas, this performance was amazing. Sharon Stone was in Goodfellas? Casino. No, but, but but what does that mean? I don't. But why does it say the movie was inferior to Goodfellas? Because it was. It's like a Goodfellas mm. clone. Oh, I saw. I seen it. I don't remember her performance. I remember she was in it. No, I assume someone will call with Louise Fletcher. Now there you, you go. Right. Nobody would have called unless Death we did. Trap? UCF Kenny, huh? Death Trap. That's the movie with Michael Caine and uh, and Christopher Reeve. Thank you. Death Trap. Thank you. Louise well, Fletcher, Nurse Ratched, Miss Ratched. Got it? Got it. Cuckoo's Nest. She was great. And my favorite scene in the whole movie, beyond, well, there are so many good ones, but the best one is where he's strangling her. Mm-hmm. Mr. McMurphy, and he's got her after they find Billy. He did it. Don't call my mother. Yeah. Mother. And when you see the. Finger marks on her neck. Yeah. When you see her eyeballs right. just popping Ooh. out of her head, Ooh. you love that, don't you? <laughs> that was great. Kind of the thing you'd like to do to your mother sometime. Yeah, sometime. All the time. Like like most Anytime. of the time. Especially when she's watching Michael Savage on MSNBC. Twelve minutes after eleven at five sixty WQM. It's a great day in TO. The uh, Texas Rangers are here. We got Payrod is locked tightly in his hotel room. We got uh, the rimmers are gone. <laughs> On the way back down there, it's bad. Good news for me and bad news for you, if you don't make that deal with Sonny. I'll tell you a deal. Get yourself a real job. Get a career. Forget about working for peanuts like an elephant in the circus. Get yourself a new high-paying computer job. And the way you do that is by calling my good, close, personal friends at Fast Train One Eight Six Six Fast Train. They offer you convenient day, evening, and weekend classes. Check them out on the web if you like at FastTrain.com. I'm going to tell you something. If Todd Dreck doesn't give us some new copy for his accounts, I'm just going to I'm going to do four hours every day on Todd Dreck. It won't get very many uh, listeners, but it just it'll get out of my system. You know what I mean? He is just as useless as teats on a pencil. Anyway, call Fast Train today. They got locations all over town. They get you trained in just four short months for a real, honest to goodness, high-paying computer career. They're in Miami, they're in Kendall, they're in Pembroke Pines and Fort Lauderdale, so there's bound to be one close by you. And register at FastTrain.com to receive your free American flag bumper sticker as well. Call Fast Train today and be sure and tell them, whatever you do, don't forget that Todd Dreck told you to call. Mention his name, please. Fast Train, tool free. It's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. First, she set the screen on fire in Basic Instinct. Then you saw her in Sliver. After that, it was Intersection, followed by The Quick and the Dead. But let's face it, the only decent movie she's ever done was Basic Instinct. So now, Sharon Stone gives moviegoers exactly what they want. And that's more of what made her a household name. Sharon Stone stars in Crotch. We all know she can't act, but it doesn't matter in Crotch. Two solid hours of Sharon Stone crossing and uncrossing her legs. The New York Times says this film will give Sharon Stone a leg up on the competition. Siskel and Ebert give it two, uh... Thumbs up, 
and Rex Reed says it would have been better with Brad Pitt. Sharon Stone brings her one true talent back to the screen in crotch. Now showing. A lot better with Tom Welling, I guarantee you that. We're going to see his ass tonight. Rectum. So they tell us. On uh, I mean, why does anybody care about Tom Welling's ass? Aren't people silly? Yeah, they're silly. Uh. I mean, the way I look at it, you see one guy's ass, you've seen them all. Except at QAM. <laughs> I mean, those are asses really worth talking about. We're talking about gigantic, <laughs> enormous asses, some bigger than the condo complexes. But don't get a complex about it, Josh Friedman, even though George said you're a big, humongous tub, bigger than life itself. What was the best all-time performance in a motion picture by an actress, we're asking today? Pull us up. Kathy Bates and Misery, no surprise. She was great. Thirteen. Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction, nine. Linda Blair, The Exorcist, five. Kathleen Turner, Body Heat's got four. These are the early returns. Sally Field and Sybil, four. Jodie Foster and Nell, four. I never saw that, I don't think. Yeah, you're not missing anything. Yeah, like the bit that we have. I don't like that. I don't like those movies. Not that I'm insensitive, but, you know, I'm kind of insensitive. Vivian Lee, Gone with the Wind, four. And Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, uh, Betty Davis, three. Meryl Streep, Sophie's Choices, got three. Hilary Swank, Boys Don't Cry. I mean, it was a cute movie, but was it really that big of a deal? I thought it was like a novelty movie. Boys Don't Cry. No, very, very serious. It was? Sure. True story, serious, yeah, heavy. Oh, get out of here. It won a whole bunch of independent film awards. It did? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That had three. Francis McDormand and, uh, what's her name, McDormand and Fargo, three. And uh, Liz Taylor, who's afraid of the big bad Virginia Wolf three. And everybody else has got one or two. It's just getting started. Here's a good one. Elizabeth Shue, S-H-U-E, mm-hmm. Leaving Las Vegas. It said it was her movie, not the unctuous Nicolas Cage. Excellent facts. Thank you. I think Nicolas Cage is unctuous. I don't like him at and, all. And an excellent point. It was supposed to be about him, but uh, she shown. She, she stole the shoe? Yeah, she shown her boobs, too. A really big shoe? Good. Okay, put Elizabeth's shoe on there. How come we didn't have Keanu Reeves on yesterday? <laughs> he was in a couple of good movies. I, you know, I understand the whole thing with Keanu Reeves, and, uh, you know, believe me, I yes. understand. Huh? Could you explain it to the rest of us? I don't want to. It's mixed company. Let's see. What is this? Uh, the White House made a number of recent appointments uh, for spring break. One is uh, April Foley, a homemaker. According to campaign contribution disclosure documents from South Salem, New York, she was named to the board of directors of the Export-Import Bank. The appointment is good until Congress adjourns next year. So why a homemaker for this job? <clears throat> well, earlier in her career, the White House announcement says she was director of business planning for corporate strategy with PepsiCo, Inc., and director of strategy for Reader's Digest. More recently, she was president of the United Way of Northern Westchester County, New York. Not all of it, just the northern part. Still not, not locked in on the merits. Did we mention she used to date George W. Bush when both were at Harvard Business School and has remained friends with him? How do you like that? Huh? They all do the same crap. I'll put their buddies in there. They're pals. Hiya, pally. Here's a long list. Grace Kelly for It Takes a Thief. There's another. That was with Jimmy Stewart, right? Virgin, I don't know. That was a, that was another. Uh, oh, no, It Takes a Thief. What am I thinking of? Are you sure? I don't know. I, I only remember the TV show by that. Are you sure? Well, I'll look it up. Ingrid Bergman for Casablanca. She's already on there too many times. Vivian Lee and Hattie McDaniel for Gone with the Wind. Don't we have Vivian Lee on there for that? We do. And Hattie McDaniel, she was kind of like the first Aunt Mama, wasn't she? She was great. She was great. I loved her, but we're not going to run her. 
John, Joan Fontaine for Rebecca, which also starred Laurie and Sir Olivier, a 1940 Hitchcock movie, which I saw long ago. Now, let's put her on there, Joan Fontaine. You think she was kin to... Johnny? Johnny Fontaine? <laughs> what is it, Rebecca? Johnny Fontaine will never get that movie. Okay. I don't care how many... Okay, calm down. I beg your pardon, Joan Fontaine. What movie Remember was that Fontaine? In? What? What movie was that in? Rebecca. Rebecca, as in Rebecca on uh, Passions. Phony, horny, uh, money-grubbing uh, uh, Rebecca, the gold-digging bitch on uh, Passions. Of course, you should know her by now. Gloria Swanson, Sunset Boulevard, we already got that, 1950, with William Holden, who should have been on yesterday's poll for this one. You're right. Didn't I say only moments ago that William Holden should have been on there for something? Mere well, moments. there was... Huh? Huh? There was one he should have been on there for, and also for Network. He, he should have been on a lot of them, William Holden. Great. Don't let me forget to look up uh, It Takes a Thief. Okay. He was very underrated, by the way. William Holden? Yeah. They left him holding the bag? Mm-hmm. And when he died, they found him holding the bottle. Oh. <laughs> well, that's bad. No, but he, he was a great actor. I think he was one of the best. We've done all those. All right. This is not who was the best actor, though. No. Holly Hunter, Raising Arizona. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm not even writing these down anymore. You just put them on there. Got it. Rita Moreno, West Side Story. Never saw it. What do you call that? Wicked. Wicked. I love her. She's great. You know what show she used to be on all the time? Game show. Pyramid. Oh, yeah. The 10000 the twenty-five, the $100,000 pyramid with Dick Clark. Rita Moreno. She was a very, and she was good on that show. By the way, Hillary Swank is married to Rob Lowe's brother, Ch Chad, it says. Oh, I remember Chad Lowe. You know Chad Lowe? Yeah, hanging Chad Lowe, what they call him. No, no, seriously, you don't know Chad Lowe, yeah, Rob's I brother? I know exactly who that is. He was is, in sure. some minor marginal movies. Yeah, he was kind of like uh, interesting. In kind of a strange way, you don't think? Oh, that's right. He's a guy. I'm not supposed to say that. It's the most talked about video of the year. Rob Lowe directs, stars, and performs in... Low Blow. The critics are raving. Gene Siskel says it blows. Roger Ebert says it sucks. Mary Hart says it was hard to swallow. Roman Polanski says, what's the big deal? Mine was 13. Hugh Hefner says, this one's loaded with entertainment. Gene Shalit says, this one fires no blanks. No. Blow. Rob Lowe, filmed in sensual around and spread a vision. Low. Blow. Rob Lowe is coming in your living room with the spasmodic release of his directorial debut. Low. Rated PG-13. Make that 16. I don't know what movie I saw his brother Chad in, but I do know he was running around with his shirt off most of the movie. For some reason, that sticks in my mind. I don't know what the name of it was. He's been... C Cicely Tyson was in the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. That's correct. Should we put it on... Was that the name of the movie? The autobiography... Uh, what was the name of the movie? Sounds about right. Nah. Carlos is going to check it. Who ever heard of a movie named The Autobiography of Anybody, huh? That can't be it. Anti Mame. There's, I, I guarantee you, there is no such movie named The Autobiography of uh, Miss Jane Pittman. There it is. Autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Didn't I just tell you that's what it was? Yeah, but you wouldn't believe me. Uh, Cicely Tyson, Michael Murphy, Richard Dysart, and Catherine Helmond. I do like her mayonnaise. But that's a TV movie. It is not. Will you listen to me? Originally made for TV, ah. this fictional recounting the 110 years lived by one black woman in Louisiana has a deceptively naturally ring to it. Originally made for TV. My mistake, my bad. Yeah, you're bad, boy. 
Aiming for the Stars, the film hits a magazine spread by Norman Rockwell and obstinately stays there, a respectable enough achievement in a way, but one that ultimately dims the mind as it stirs up the emotions. Whatever that, you know, pseudo-intellectual review. Mm. Originally made for TV, but uh, we can put that on there. Cicely Tyson, you got it? You know how to spell it? No. C-I-C-E-L-Y-T-Y-S-O-N, like in chicken. Tyson, you know Tyson and like Mike? Mike mm -hmm. Tyson's a... Yeah, Mike Tyson. So thanks to whoever did that, and also it says, how about including any of the women in dangerous liaisons like Faye Dunaway for Chinatown as well as Network? Huh? Who are the women in dangerous liaisons? Glenn Close. Um, who else? Is Glenn Close? I, I mean, I hated that movie. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because, uh, well, they did two movies at the same time with the same plot, Valmont and that one, and Valmont was a real movie with real actors and everything was good, and then Danger Zone. Dion and Valmont? Yeah. <laughs> and what about Faye Dunaway in Chinatown? Wait, don't we already have her down in like 65 other movies? Yes, we do. Yeah, and we didn't put uh, Evita Perón. I mean, she could be every movie. I mean, she's always great. We agree on that. Yes. We like Faye Dunaway a lot. A lot. So let me ask you, what's wrong with being an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisy of our times? Funny, to, to me, that's the most underrated movie in my life. And I can sit here and I scream and mm -hmm. yell and get people to try to go out and buy the movie or rent it. or uh, they, they just don't care. I, what is it that they're missing in that movie? It's just uh, it's the way it's filmed. Who's the what? director? I forget. Yeah. That's oh, what come on. So, there are so many great actors and actresses in that movie and so many great scenes. The scene, the scene where she goes out to the shack and he's sitting there eating a the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh huh. Leroy, I'm gonna make you a movie star. He, oh, he puts, <laughs> he's got a mouthful of chicken and he holds it off to the side. What the f are you talking about? Oh, I love that. That is just uh, every scene in that movie. Well, it just does it for me. Okay. In addition to which, who wouldn't like to be an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisy of our times? Man, how? what do you mean the way it's filmed? What does that mean? The people well, that, that I've heard criticizing it, and of course I think they're full of crap, they're saying, oh, it's got that, that campy 70s style to it, it's kind of silly, yeah, uh, unrealistic, which which makes me laugh, of course, when they say that. Oh, yeah, like movies are so realistic, you know, like Star Wars that is pretty right realistic on. and Star that Trek. very realistic, I don't know what they're talking about. 27 after 11, especially now, don't they understand that's what makes it so great is because it was written in 72 or 3 by Patty Jasky, who was one of the geniuses of our time, and it, here we are 31 years later, and we got Rick Sanchez. That's all I need to tell you. Hey, if you're fat, if you're a tub like Josh Friedman, or maybe you just have 20 or maybe uh, 30, man. pounds to lose, balance for life is the easy way to do it, man. It's like falling off a log. should be as simple as counting one, two, three. Because there's no cooking, no shopping, no cleaning, no calorie counting, no carb counting, just great results with Balance for Life. And they got a little black sack. That's the key to losing the weight. It sounds crazy, but that's what it's all about. Every day by 6 and a.m. when you open up your door at your work, your office, at wherever you're hanging out, there is your little black sack. And you say, hallelujah, I'm ready for another day. Because all the food for your whole day is in your sack. All fresh, all delicious. Three gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, nothing frozen, nothing prefab, no chemicals, just the finest, most delicious ingredients that money can buy. The only thing you have to think about is filling out that menu once a week. You have two choices for each meal every day that you're on a program. Other than that, they do all the work. You don't have to cook or shop or count anything. It's not some drastic or crazy diet regimen. You don't have to take any dangerous pills. All you have to do is eat all of that food, and believe me, there's plenty of food in your sack to keep you full and satisfied all through the day. 
So if you're tired of being fat and lethargic and diabetic and sick and dying over there, let Balance for Life help you do it the delicious, the easy way and lose that weight once and for all. Call Balance for Life today, 954-568-3229, 954-568-3229, or check them out on that wicked web if you like it, balanceforlife.com. And local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! Your explanation as to why people aren't in the movie network just leaves me limp. It just leaves me hanging, drooping. Who's but, the director? I beg your pardon? The director. Sidney Lumet. Yeah. Yeah. He's got other movies, and the people that uh, that I talk to say, oh, all his movies have that look. I don't like it. It's just kind of... Kind of what? Freaky, weird, 70s, campy. You mean uh, like a Clockwork Orange? Yeah, like that. A lot oh. of people don't like that because it's uh, kind of that got that weird kind of a... Uh, well, you know what? Uh, screw them. F them. Zimbalist Jr. How's he doing in the FBI? I'm telling you, this list, this is just out of control. Sissy Spacek, I think she, I thought she played defense for the Columbus Straightjackets. <laughs> Sissy Spacek, coal miner's daughter. Do we have that? We already not, got that. Not coal yeah, miner's we do. Daughter. We do. What do we have, Sissy Spacek? I mean, Spacek. Nothing, I thought. We don't? Get out of town, man. We have Sissy Space. See, I'm not writing these down anymore. And, uh, what about Carrie? Do we have Sissy Spacek for Carrie? Neither nor. Well, which one do we want to put her down? I'm, I was positive we had coal miner's daughter. How about farmer's daughter? Nope. Which well, one? They were both. They were both good. She did a good job in uh, in each. Ashley Judd, Ruby in Paradise. In Paradise, I got to say that right. Sorry. Which uh, sissy movie are we putting down there? Uh, Carrie. Okay. It was kind of scary. Ashley Judd, Ruby in Paradise. Don't know the movie. Nope. I remember Ruby Baby by Dion. I'd play the song if I had it here. Even though I hate her, Juliette Lewis's role in Natural Born Killers is really good, says Keith and Boca. She was way better in California. Oh, so let's put down Juliette Lewis in California. You wanna? Yeah, and Carlos I don't agrees. wanna. I don't wanna. No, I don't mean about that. I'm just saying in general. I don't wanna. <laughs> what a You'd family. like that. With I Brad Pitt, Pitt, California. Yeah, I did like that. That was good. You saw it? Finally? Yeah. I think. Creepy. I don't know. With Brad Pitt as a real greasy redneck? Mmm. Give him a bath. Scrub him up real good and get him naked. Madeline Kahn, Mixed Nuts, Young Frankenstein, and Blazing Saddles. And you say, 
I mean, she was a funny okay. character. But... Look, we don't have time to analyze, okay? I mean, we got 75,000 movies. we got 5 billion people calling in there. And then you want to, like, uh, yes or no? Give me, like, no. a quick judgment. No. Okay, okay no. no. Diane Keaton, we already got looking for Mr. Goodbar. I don't like Mr. Goodbars. they got peanuts in them. You like them? Yeah. Fair. Uh, Faye Dunaway, Chinatown, and Bonnie and Clyde. We left out Bonnie and Clyde, but she's already on there for uh, 500 of them. The autobiography of Miss Dane Pimpin was a great movie. Did we already put that on her? Yes, we did. Didn't we? Yes. Here's another one from our dark-skinned listener, as if it's the only one we got. Thank you, T.R. Whoopi Goldberg and the color purple. Yes, we should put that on there. She, uh, I didn't see it, but everybody from all accounts. Yeah. It says, I hate the bitch, too, but it was probably the best performance on film the last three decades by a woman. What do you mean? Yeah. I saw it. It's, it's good. I don't want to say she's it. No, but... She's no Oprah Winfrey, I'll tell you that. No, but then who is? Dorothy Dandridge in Carmen. Oh, and So, in other words, this <laughs> this is funny because we got this dark-skinned listener. I guess he feels compelled. The spirit of Christ compels him to pick all uh, black actresses, yeah, I which is fine. The huh? There's a, that, there's a running that's theme. That's the theme of the facts. Dorothy Dandridge in Carmen. She got nominated for an Oscar in an irrepressible female role. At a time when she couldn't even drink water for most Hollywood fountains, that should say a bit about how dominant the performance was. Okay, Dorothy Dandridge in Carmen. Got it? Got it. Diana Ross, Lady Sings the Blues. She played a junked-out jazz singer, Billie Holiday. Yes, I know, quite a reach for her, but maybe that's why she was so damn convincing. Yeah, I was going to say she probably didn't have to act too much. Diana Ross, Lady Sings the Blues. Got it? Got it. Cicely Tyson, Sounder. Sounder. I think we'll stick with the Miss Jane Pittman. And what about Roots? Cicely Tyson and Roots. TR says, I love your show and encourage you, one of the most brilliant minds on radio, to expand your horizons and watch any of the above you haven't seen their cinematic virtuosity. Well, let's see. I did see Roots. I did uh, I did not see Lady Sings the Blues. I didn't see Carmen. I did not see The Color Purple because I will not watch Whoopi Goldberg. I would watch, uh, which one? Miss Jane Pittman, I don't think I, I, I've seen, seen that. It was on TV, like I told you, and in the movies. I've seen it. Thank you, TR. Excellent choices. We're not putting Roots on there? No. Okay. Well, why do you want to put Roots on there? I didn't say wanted to. I was asking. Carlos was asking. It's all his fault. We already got Cicely Tyson for the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, which you kept arguing me. There's no movie named Autobiography of Anybody. And so I had to pick up my 60-pound book. I'm sorry. Go through a big simus, a big song and a dance. Maybe it's not 60 pounds. About 30, man. That's heavy. Let's see. Died with their boots on was released during Flynn's rape trial. Oh my God! I really wonder was the, was the alleged victim a man or a woman? Errol Flynn. He was a notorious swish, a swashbuckler. Yeah. They and a field. They had a field day where the girl said Flynn came into the room wearing only his boots. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you? A swashbuckler. Yeah, he died with his boots on. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. And how you doing, Errol? Let's go with the unlucky. <laughs> and then there was always Danny Kay and Sir Lawrence Olivier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been through this before because yes. they both rhyme with gay. Yeah. There seemed to be an awful lot of that in Hollywood in those days. But then again, you know those Hollywood yeah, people. Yeah, those like, days. That left coast crowd. Good thing not anymore. Even before they called it the left coast, they were still all doing each other. 
Neil, do you remember when, uh, right after 9-11 when Ann Coulter was fired from the National Review for writing an article that said regarding the Arabs, we should kill their leaders and convert them to Christianity. She was widely condemned for advocating this extremist position. Unless I'm missing something, hasn't her position become the official policy of the U.S.? Absolutely correct, sir. First we take out Hussein, then there's no telling who's next over there. Meanwhile, we're pushing the Christers over there to spread their bullshit sometime back with tax dollars. It says amazing. It's not amazing. It's just what you expect. Just what you'd expect from this bunch of Farbis and Agoyim, as they say in Hungary. How's that big meeting coming over there in Geneva, huh? Mm -hmm. it says, how do you think trendy Tony Segreta will take to recent rumors that their uh, three-drink Rick Sanchez will be joining the NBC Six team? Those two egos couldn't possibly coexist, could they? I don't think it's just a rumor. I think I thought he was coming back, Ricky Tiki. Wasn't that the story, Ricky Tiki Sanchez that, that was coming was back? That was the story. Huh? That was the story. I already have a homosexual relationship with Neil, so I might as well have one with you, too. And that was the first thing he told Segreto, which I guess didn't go over that good when he came back. <laughs> Robert Preston, Alex Harris, Julie Andrews, and Leslie Ann Warren all for Victor Victoria. Isn't that cute? Don't call Alex Harris a lady. Julie Andrews, do we want to put Victor Victoria? I never saw it. What about Julie Andrews and the Sound of Music? Okay. The Hills Never Alive. I hate musicals, man. I, I know it's, uh, Ooh. Huh? Wow. Ought I can't stand musicals. I know all fags are supposed to like musicals. Not this one. I can't stand that crap. Makes Broadway? Me wanna, makes me nauseous. You like Broadway musicals, though, on the stage? No. No, I do not. You do? No. Show tunes? Do you like show tunes? <laughs> oh. 20 till noon at 560 WQM. We got the uh, Mad Dog, the Angry Puppet coming up at 1 o'clock today. Jim Mandich, who's a legend in his own mind. Hank Goldberg from Louisville. Can you imagine? He's just plunging his guts out. What a life he's got, huh? Mm -hmm. Makes me look like a piker. 3 to 7, a humper from Louisville from the track, no doubt. Hurricane Hotline at 7 with the Hurricanes. You got Joe Zagaki at 8, proving nothing's perfect. Joe Zagaki sucks, okay? Marlins on deck at 9, followed by the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, 935. Any interest in that ball game? No. Eddie K follows that game in the wee hours, whenever the hell it's over, finally. And then Mark Eisenberg, all alone, as Joe Costello's on. He's cruising it. He's Tom cruising it this week. Where did they go? One of those cruises to nowhere or just like uh, somewhere we can't talk about? Don't know. You don't know? So I guess we can't talk about it. Okay. 19 till noon at QAM. Hey, let me tell you right now, if your carpets are looking pretty lame, if you figure now's the time to spend a fortune and put all new uh, carpeting in your home, don't do it. That's not the way to go. The way to go is make one easy phone call to my good paisans at Dry Concepts for over 20 years now, for like a lifetime. I've been using these people in my house, and I wouldn't dream of using anybody else because why bother when they do the job that they do for you? Call 1-800-248-5071, and you'll be in for a real treat. If you never call dry concepts before, first of all, they show up right on time. They roll up their sleeves. They dry clean your carpets like nobody else because it's an exclusive patented method. Your carpets look just like brand new when they finish. They're dry in a couple of hours. They smell lemony fresh and they stay cleaner longer and last longer too. It's an unbeatable combination. And they give you a written guaranteed price before they start doing the work so you don't have to worry about ripoffs or scams which are notorious in the carpet cleaning industry. If you have problems with pet odors, mildew odors caused by water damage, no problem. They'll make those disappear. So whether it's your carpeting, your upholstery, your leather furniture, your expensive area and oriental rugs, these are the guys who do a stupendous, unbeatable job for you always at a guaranteed fair price. Do yourself, like I said, a gigantic favor. Call Dry Concepts toll-free 1-800-248-5071 or log on to their website at dryconcepts.com. 
Don't forget, it's absolutely true. When you use dry concepts, you can clean today. Entertain tonight. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours. QAM. Duff. Alright. Hugh Grant's an actor who comes from the UK. Charming and pleasant in a quite friendly way. A sense of humor to make someone chuckle. I so blue they cause women's knees to buckle. He was caught by cops in Hollywood. They say that he was up to no good. Fans are now crying, it caused a big mob when you got a hooker and got a blow job. Get a hooker and get a blow job. In the backseat, she went down on his knob. Cops broke it up, they saw her head bob when you got a hooker and got a blow job. English don't have sex, they drink too much tea. Unless you're part of the royal family. But Hugh Grant's not like that, he's no regal snob. So he got a hooker, he got a blow job. Get a hooker and get a blow job. In the backseat, she went down on his knob. Cops broke it up, they saw her head bob when you got a hooker. He's another one I'll never be able to figure out. Well, what is the story with him? Can he act? No. Does he look good? No. Is he uh, entertaining? No. Is he amusing? No. What is the story with him? He's short, he's got club feet, and he plays the piano. But other than that, he's dynamite. And he's Brit. What was the best all-time performance in a motion picture by an actress we're acting today? Kathy Bates, Misery, 25. She'll be tough to catch. Frances McDormand, Fargo, 15. Linda Blair, The Exorcist, 15. Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction, be having 12, tied with Kathleen Turner in Body Heat. Uh. Sally Field and Sybil, 8. Vivian Lee, Gone with the Wind, and uh, Hilary Swank, and Boys Don't Cry, each have 7. Meryl Streep and uh, Sophie's Choice, also 7. Faye Dunaway and uh, Mommy Dearest, also with 7. Betty Davis, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, 6. And everybody else after that, Small Potatoes, 5 or less. Here's a good uh, one of our chronic factors, Alan. Future poll suggestions. The first one we've done. Who's Florida's most embarrassing politician? Been there, done that. But what WQAM personality would you least want to be stuck next to on a plane? Huh? You hear that, SARS? I'm just, I'm just making a suggestion. If we do that poll, maybe I'll be over it by then. What is South Florida's biggest restaurant ripoff? Ooh, couldn't be the Red Lobster, could it? What Not Florida tourist destination would tell you your out of state? What Florida tourist destination would you tell your out of state friends to avoid? And who's the biggest jackass on South Florida television? Well, I think just recently, in the last few minutes, we may have touched on that. Yeah. <clears throat> because if he is coming back to town, I don't think anybody can hold a candle to Ricky Ticky, do you? No. <clears throat> Including that guy who's dead. Oh no! You know something? This is scary. I oh, cannot no. believe this. Did you just hack a loogie? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the facts you just oh, said. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but you don't know why. 
Well, you were just... Uh, I was just two days ago. Two days ago, I was just sitting there watching TV, and I started thinking for the first time in years about Jerry Williams. And you just faxed me this from the Boston Globe. Mm -hmm. Jerry Williams, Dean of Talk Radio in Boston, dead at 79. Oi! Long-time Boston, of course, was in Miami for one amazing year, WNWS. That was quite a year. We had a star-studded lineup. Not too many studs, but a lot of uh, stars. With Alice Rantel and yours truly and Jerry Williams in the afternoon. Barbara Studley, I love the Jewish people, the Jewish people. Long-time Boston radio talk show host Jerry Williams, considered one of the pioneers of talk radio format, died today. He was 79. How do you like that? Huh. I was just thinking about Jerry the other day. He died? Williams died at Massachusetts General Hospital after a long illness, said Rod Fritz, news director at Boston's WRKO, where Williams hosted a popular afternoon drive time program in the 80s. He started doing issues-oriented talk shows back in the 50s, and it just blossomed from there. Fritz said of Williams, with whom he worked over two decades, he's probably best known for his time in Boston, but he made waves everywhere he went, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago. He was on WWDB, the wonderful world of Dolly Banks in Philly where I almost went to two different times. He was at WABC in New York. Williams started his radio career in Bristol, Tennessee in 1946, but became widely known as Boston's w, at w, Boston's WBZ, where he was on the air for eight years, beginning in 1966, to an audience that covered 38 states in Canada. Eh? In 1976, Williams joined WMC in New York, following your WWDB Philadelphia, bop, 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 bop. His cantankerous style made him popular among listeners, but often infuriated politicians and public officials. He became an especially harsh critic of then-Governor Michael Dukakis. And on it goes. He was one of the first people to say when they started construction on the big dig back in the 60s that this project is a boondoggle. It'll never be finished on time or in, on budget. Williams, who lived in Marshfield, had been in semi-retirement with occasional guest shows. People are already calling up to say he'll be sorely missed. How do you like that? Jerry Williams is dead at 79. I thought he was older than that. 79? He must have been doing his age like Mo, you know? <laughs> add one and take off two. No, seriously, every birthday they add one and take off two or three. Because what year was Jerry in? Uh, 23 years ago, in 1980, is when Jerry came to Miami for that one year at WNWS. And you know where I met him when he first came to town? No. McDonald's. <laughs> and it's a true story. McDonald's on South Dixie Highway, right down there, between Ludlam and whatever else is up the road, up the Hershey Highway. Met Jerry at McDonald's. I don't remember why. I don't remember what the special reason was. I met him at McDonald's. Special on fries, I'm sure. <sighs> Here's a fax from Jay in Tampa. Says, and I, I don't know how to take this because I'm not sure this is true, although I guess they got a point. Did you ever notice how you go to see a movie because an actor is in it, for example, like Sam Jackson, Harrison Ford, but nobody really goes to see a movie because an actress is in it. Think about it. It's true, it says. Unless, of course, the actress gets naked. Right, George? Right. Unless it's Sharon Stone showing her crotch for two hours. Right. Is that correct? Correct. I guess he's right. Nobody would ever go to see a movie with Faye Dunaway in it just because she's in it. Right. Although, on the other hand, I don't necessarily go see a movie because some guys in it, either actor or actress. No, or no, no. But, but, but the point being made that many people do many go people to see do. a movie... Because Keanu Reeves is in it. Right. Or Brad Pitt. Many people do. Or Matt Damon. Yeah. Or Leo. Leo DiCaprio. 
Leo. <laughs> Sorry to do that to you so close to lunchtime. Okay, well, that's a good point. Now, here's another one. Jane Fonda and Clute. Huh? I don't think I ever saw Clute. All those Fonda haters used to say she plays a mean-skinned Clute. I beg your pardon? I never saw Clute. Well, no. put it on there, okay? Must right. have been pretty good for Hanoi Jane. Olivia de Havilland in Snake Pit. Oh, yeah, wasn't that the one where she played uh, the uh, insane woman? Never saw it. That's a very famous movie, Snake Pit, and you never saw it? I saw it a no. long time ago. Is it famous? A long, long time ago. She was a good, good actress. Nobody ever talks about Olivia de Havilland because that's a long time ago. And most of us aren't that old, even me. And that's saying a lot. Boy, Jerry Williams is dead. Mm. Not long now, George. I know. Won't be long now. I'll be right on his ass. The Snake Pit, Oi! 1948. Olivia de Havilland, Mark Stevens, Leo Ginn, Celeste Holm, Leif Erickson, and a bunch of other... Uh, Beulah Bondi, again. Overrated at the time as a piece of mature and realistic cinema with a strong social conscience, this now works best as a lurid melodrama. The Havilland pulls out all the stops as the woman committed to a mental hospital. See, I told you, pronounced fit to leave before her consultant thinks she's ready. She soon returns in an even worse state and enters the ward for the very seriously disturbed. Definitely put that on there. The Snake Pit, Olivia De Havilland. Got it. I hate this book. I, uh, that's one thing I'm going to do this week. I'm going to go out to my uh, bookstore. Was well, that the Brit one that you're? Yeah, talking the about? Time Out yeah. Guide. Yeah. Oh, I, by a bunch of pseudo intellectual snobs, you know, or overrated at the time as a piece of mature and realistic cinema. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like the <laughs> South Florida Review book. Everything's got a, yeah, a little stuff, a little dig in it, you know. Nothing's ever good enough for them. In fact, if it is good enough for them, stay the hell away. It's probably crap. Ingrid Bergman and Spellbound. That was another Hitchcock movie. Get that on there. Got it? Got it. Boy, this this list, this list is overflowing, man. Off the end of the world, off the page. Uh, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. WQAM. See, they couldn't wait for the extra half hour. I don't know what their problem was. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Great. I got a new one for you. I don't think anybody's mentioned this one. Uh... Personal best with Mario Hemingway. Gotta gotta put that on there. That was okay. uh, that was definitely mentioned years ago. I think she got a, an award for that one. Wasn't and, that a Dyke movie? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and let George know. Speaking of big hands, Mario Hemingway. She's got to have the biggest hands for one that I ever seen. Size twelve shoe size also. She's <laughs> almost up there with Tom Welling. I guess she tonight we'll find out who's got the bigger ass. She could definitely palm a, a basketball. So. You know, for all them average guys, you know, she'll definitely make you look small, if you know what I mean. Okay, thanks. That's what we're Love you. Maybe she could make some movies with Brian De Palma <laughs> or Arnold Palma. <laughs> 11.56, get that on there. Muriel Hemingway and Personal Best. That was a, a Dyke athlete movie. Now, we couldn't make that fag athlete movie that Paul Newman's been trying to make for years. Paul Newman and uh, Gore Vidal have been trying to get that movie made, which I can't think of the name of it. <clears throat> we don't want to do that because there's no such thing as gay athletes. <laughs> oh, God, America's not ready for that yet. Can you imagine? Uh, Mo would be swooning if they Scandals. made that movie. Swooning. Oh, decision expected at 1 p.m. from the WH. Oh! Mel Aspin says, who's that? Mel Aspin, the Toronto mayor, thinks that the Who has still got uh, Roger Daltrey and Peter Townsend. <laughs> hey, the number one Asian buffet in the world is the Emerald Coast, which you ought to know by now. In Sunrise, North Miami Beach, and the newest location in Pembroke Pines, Emerald Coast is the perfect place to put a big smile on the special lady in your life. This copy, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give this to Attila the Hun. This copy is so bad. 
The perfect place to put a big smile on the puss of that special lady in your life, your mom, your wife, whoever, on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 11th, coming up soon. Start your mouth-watering eating experience with six different soups and then sample dozens of succulent entrees. New York strip steak made to order at the Gourmet Center, a sizzling, a sizzling Asian grill with grilled shrimp scampi style, jumbo scallops wrapped in bacon, Dungeness crab and ginger and scallions and hand-carved prime rib, and look for the new Oriental chicken salad, too. The Emerald Coast promotes healthy living, too, like I always tell you, because there's no crap, no MSG, no cornstarch, and they cook only with cholesterol-free oils. You'll never walk out of there with a headache. Their buffet features a full salad bar, sushi bar, fresh rim cocktail, too. And because your mom deserves it, the Emerald Coast features a full dessert station featuring pies and cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, and fresh fruit. The perfect ending to a perfect meal, an unforgettable feast on Mother's Day or any day. Emerald Coast with three locations for you. Sunrise, Pine Island of 44th Street. They're on Collins Avenue, just north of 163rd in North Miami Beach, and at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Roads in Pembroke Pines. So book now for Mother's Day, May 11th, as reservations are going pronto. They're going real fast. All size parties are welcome, by the way. Let them do the cooking for you at the Emerald Coast. Takeout and delivery is always available, too. Call 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822 for information on Emerald Coast, and especially coming up Mother's Day, a week from Sunday. <laughs> Sports Radio 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. I am Mohawk with the David, decrepit and I'm ancient. All over my old face are blue and reddish, purple face. I don't know why they hate me, or why they always rate me. It must be cause I got these blue and reddish, purple veins. A vein pop on my arm like a Ray McNally map of watt. I got veins on my nose, nobody knows that under my clothes I wear pantyhose. But that don't mean that I'm gay. If you think my arms are bad, you ought to see my legs. I might as well keep them smooth and shaved to show a little glass the next time I'm raping. I could go to a surgeon, but that gives me the shivers. I would not want to walk out looking like Joan Rivers. Uh, where am I? I fired the beast, the fat little freak. I did him a favor. Now he can't afford to eat. The reason I dismissed that stinking fat bastard is because he wouldn't shut up, and he can't play canasta. Hey, somebody talking over there. Nobody talks when I rap. I rap, then you talk. Hey, look at me. I'm hip, hip. I ain't no square. I'm a ding-dong daddy, man. I'm really dead. I fire anyone I want. I don't care. Especially if they make me flip my wig made of smelly green hair. I get fired myself. It even happens to the greats. Westwood once said you get out of here or else we break your legs. So now I sit by the pool. Life's as good as it gets. With my paladin cocktail, placing bets on the jets. In paradise. Paradise. I don't kiss nobody's ass in paradise. I'll be slipping down the spookins when I get the chance. But the cleaners aren't ready with my lime green pants. How long does it take? Kelly calling complaint. It was just a little thought. So what I left this day. Yeah. You think that's funny? Want a knuckle sandwich, buddy? I can do what I want, because the management loves me. Can I tell you something, Mo? Something you ought to know. For the longest time, I wanted you to be my own. You ain't my type, pal. Now answer straight. Hell no. What are you doing? I won't take no for an answer. Get out of here. Not you. Get out of here. Get up, bitch. Twelve oh three at five sixty WQM. It's our big noon to one hour. We've got the Mad Dog at one. The Humper from Louisville at three. 
So anyway, this uh, fax here, if you're going to correct us on things, that's fine, but at least get the uh, name of the uh, person right. Frances McDermott did a much better acting job in Blood, Blood Simple, but the only problem with it is that's not her name. McDermott. McDormand <laughs> is the name. Okay, right. McDormand. She not was McDermott. good in that as well. Have you gotten the uh, most recent facts? It's just coming over right now, as a matter of fact, because i got my 500-pound book I'm putting down. Because our best close personal friend, Maddie, would like to know what other kinds of numbers you would like. Oh, that, that, that Maddie Bell is the best, baby. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. We've got this so far. What else would you like? Whatever he wants to send us would be just fine. Whatever he's kind enough to send, what we'd other be delighted. demos? Huh? Men 2554, men 18 plus would be nice. I think that's about all we really care about. I mean, nobody cares about 12 plus, Kevin Bastard, over there at the Herald. Oh, I never played that Herald thing, though. Let me forget. All right. Let's see. This is in the morning. Now, is he doing this? Oh, I see. Six to nine. Right. I see. Wow, look at that. We had an outstanding book, better than we thought. And they, oh, you know what we'd like? We'd also like 10 to 1. Yeah. Is he still there? Yeah. We'd like to have 10 to 1 because that's our ratings thing is 10, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay. Oh, Because that'll uh, be uh, a real uh, impressive number. But you know something? And uh, are we going to get the hour by hour? Yes. Okay. Tell him to get busy. Thanks, Whatever, Maddie. You're the best, you baby. For a little shrimpy guy, you're uh, full of it. Mornings. Here's the Mo-Meister. Now, let's see how much we help. I hope Mo is home listening now, baby, because now the now I know why he took the day off. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I. <laughs> yeah. Crapping in his old pantaloons, those checkered pants. And while you're at it, Mo. Take off those checkered pants. Yeah. Before you go on a golf course. Although, isn't it raining again? I don't know. I guess, yeah. Raining and crappy there every day. It's been sunny and beautiful here, man. Oh! So a little bit of illness. I mean, nothing's perfect. One o'clock, they're having that big meet. I can't wait to see the results of that. They better take this uh, this curse off T.O. they put on here so so A-Rod can come out and play. Play Rod. Look at this. This is shocking. All of this good stuff coming over here. How'd the Mad Dog do? Uh, just yeah, fine. Down a little bit, huh? He did, huh? he did okay. Did okay. Hank can't hear me. Otherwise, I'd get all excited about his number. Let's see how he done. Well, we already know how he did, because 3 to 7 is a day part. What's wrong with me? Am I stupid or what? Yes. Thank you. Anyway, Mo, 6 to 9 a.m., big. Howard Stern, 9.7. You can't beat Howard in the morning. The only problem is we got the wrong one. Big, 6 to 9 a.m., Howard Stern, 9.7. Zeta, Paul and old Ron, 6.8. Didn't I tell you they were going to make a big comeback? Mm -hmm. Didn't I say? No. I don't know. Uh, hot. Hot 105, 6.5. This is men 25 to 54. These are the demos that people care about, Kevin Bastard. I just mentioned that in passing. Okay, I don't have a Radio Ritmo, AMR, CMQ, a lot of uh, no speaking glaze, EDR, wow. Uh, IOD tied for fourth. Now, what do they have, just the news in the morning on IOD 6 to 9? I don't know. No, neither does anybody else. Yes. Uh, QAM tied for seventh with a 4.1. So in the 6 to 10, we lifted him up by 6 tenths of a point. Because he had a 4-7, allegedly. I mean, right. 6 to 10. No, 6 to 9 at a 4.1. So he was tied for 7th with EDR and IOD. Which wasn't that bad. Nice going, old man. Not all that bad. Not great. Not great, but... Uh, this is better than sex. Yeah, I know. Finally threw a little bit of a number in there. Then Radio Romancia, power at a 3.1. This is not their demo. Now, what about the RFX, the Fox people? Fox Sports had a oh. 0.6 in the morning, 6 to 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, baby. Even a cat was right on her ass with an 0.3. 
All that business about classical music, which I don't want to mention any names, but some people made a big sentence about that. They wrote all those big articles about them. we got to have our classical music back. Right. Right. You could fit the audience in a phone booth the size of that deli that I ate in on Saturday. I still can't get over that place. You know, the uh, Dachau Deli? <laughs> oh, that woman's going to call. I don't care. Screw that bitch. Okay, let's see. 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's the Neil Rogers Show. Number one, WQAM. With an eight-point oh. chairman, twenty-five fifty-four. We're number one, damn it! Wow, you're welcome, Mo, for lifting me up by six tenths of a point, getting you almost up to a five share there, with that nine o'clock hour. Well, of course we don't know that because that—that's uh, yeah, we do. That's right. Big five point nine, nine to one. Big, and I'm sure a big part of that is the nine to ten hour. You following? Right. No, I'm Zeta five point three. Radio Romancia, 4.7. CMQFM, 4.5. IOD, 4.5. Now, what do they got in there? 9 to 1. Dr. Laura for three hours and Rush. Rush! <laughs> Is he going to give us the hour by hour? He's working on it now. What did I tell you about Matty Bell? I said, you know, Duff's a good guy. We like Duff, but, I mean, useless as uh, boobs on a, on a ballpoint pen. Now, the uh, other program, the Tascam numbers, when, when we get those with the little charts and things like that, like Hybo yeah. used to give us, that won't be out until tomorrow. But what what is it going to be on that? Nothing. I mean, we just have to deal with this format today is what he wanted me to explain. That's fine. We'll take whatever you got, Matty. We're thrilled. We're pleased as punch, as Hubert Humphrey would say if he could be here to say it. Oh, and you know something? You know what's on here? Mr. Ego. Isn't that WNNMA? <laughs> you always ask, and we never know. It's tied for 27th with the cat and with WWFE, Radio Faye. In the morning. Min 25.54. You know what, Mr. Ego's got? A oh. .3. .3, Steve. Oh, nice going, baby. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. You're number none, baby. You're number none. That is that is shocking. On a make-believe state. WNMA, there's the name of it. Is that Somebody. what he's on? Mm-hmm. The no-name station. Mad Dog. Let's see. IOD number one in, uh, now what is this? One to three. One to three p.m. 6.1 share for IOD. Mad Dog number two with a five point two. Keep in mind this is January, February, and March. And of course March right. once the war started. Those goose steppers, they're all racing over there to rush. They're rushing to rush. I shouldn't have said Russian. That's mm -hmm. not in right now. CMQFM, is there anybody else? Oh, we ought to check and see how Fox did. WRFX, the big Fox Sportsmeisters. Midday, one point six in men. Now we're talking. Number twenty three. And against Mad Dog, WRFX, the Fox guys, that's Romy, 1.7. So they're consistent. They're consistently under a 2, making little or no impact. Afternoon Drive, the Hank Goldberg Show. IOD, the Schmidtmeister, and the only reason being on the heels of uh, Rush, 6.2 buries the competition, just killed them. That WFLA, that Tampa Talk Radio, just killed men 2554, 6.2 share number 1. Ready for that? I'm ready. EDR four nine, Hank third with a four point eight, Zeta four point seven. So let me let me look at this now, okay? Okay, guys. Because go ahead. we're dealing with with listen to me. Mo, six to nine, a four point one. Got it? Got us it. us nine to one and eight point Oh Mad Dog, one to three, a five point two, and Hank, three to seven, a four point eight. You seeing the pattern there? Yeah. So, Mo, you made a little bit of a headway there, but I'll tell you, you're still bottom of the totem pole. I know it's only been about a year, 
You got a long way to go. Hello, George. Okay, don't be sucking around with him. He's still pissed off at you. Yeah, but if it weren't for people like you trying to destroy his show, he'd have a way higher number than that. Yeah, if he would stop being such a schmuck. I can't stop. I know. <laughs> stop alienating the whole audience and being such a putz. I can't stop. And alienating everybody in the building who were dancing in the hallways this morning that he was out today. I can't stop. I know. He just can't help himself. Ten to Evening. one is on the way. Oh, sorry. I beg your pardon? Ten to one is on the way. Joe and Mark overnight. I bet you Joe would be excited to hear this. Maybe Mark Eisenberg's listening right now, monitoring the Neil Rogers show. Do you think? I doubt it. IOD number one overnight, 6.9. Overnight. Now, what hours are these? Oh, 2 to 6 a.m. Big, 6.4. Where the hell are these guys? Where is their show? Oh, no. Tied for 11th with a 3.2 in men. Tied for number 11. See, once they t got off those Fridays, now nobody listens anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once they put them on there on Sunday night, which, of course, uh, nobody cares about this because this is Monday through Friday we're talking about, and so they lose the Friday number, which brings them down. I'm not saying that they would have been that great, but they sure would have been a few notches higher. So, Mo, you're not only killing us by forcing us to, like, not do 10 to 2 anymore so you can, like, work three lousy hours every day, but also the dirty boys that you're always picking on as being a weak lead-in, always cranking on them every time you get a chance. And he's killing them, too, by forcing them to work Sunday night instead of Friday night. Nobody, nobody in this business works Sunday through Thursday. Catch my drift? Yeah. Everybody works Monday through Friday in this business. Nobody except poor Mark and Joe. Or Joe and Mark, whatever that show used to be called. The girly boys. 1213 at 560 WQM. If you're fat, you sure got a lot of company, and especially at WQM, it's called Radio Fat. It's a sea of fat. In fact, we got some people like Josh Friedman who are drowning in a big glob, in a globular sea of fatty pustules. If you'd like to lose some of that disgusting weight, which not only looks like hell, but is also unhealthy for you and gives you your diabetes and all kinds of other bad things and heart disease and strokes and things like that that some of us can relate to, lose the weight the simple, delicious way with balance for life. It's so simple because they do all the figuring out for you. They do all the work. You just put the stuff in your puss. The only choice you make is on that menu that they send you every week. You pick between two choices for each meal and each snack every day that you're on the program. That's it. No cooking, no shopping, no cleaning, no calorie counting, no carbohydrate figuring. Because they delivered you in a little black sack by 6 and a.m. a great, great day's worth of food. Three gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, everything fresh and delicious. There's beef, there's chicken, there's turkey, there's you like it, they got it. All kinds of great breakfasts. And, of course... The weight is going to pour off your body real fast because you're full all day long. You won't be cheating on this program unless you're a real pig, a real slob like some people we could mention, but I won't waste my time. So if you want to lose the weight finally, once and for all, if you're tired of the fad diets, if you're tired of trying those dangerous pills that might just give you a heart attack and kill you, let Balance for Life do the job for you. Call them right now and find out all about it. Call 954-568-3229. 954-568-3229. Or if you like, it's simple. Just check them out on the web at balanceforlife.com. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Honey Junior. Hey, where are you going? Where are you going? Come here, come here. Let me tell you something. Oh, man. Don't you ever take a bad... What? What are you talking about? Hey, where are you going? He's a walking grocer. Can I check it out? I can blow bubbles out of my nose. Producer, dude. I didn't do it, but I know who did. His hairy ears are oozing down the throat. His name of like pets. And his fat pants, so will make you 
at 560 W. Can we look at that? 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Men, 2554 and 8.6. Second place is Zeta with a 5 point. Oh! How do you like that? Pretty good margin. Yeah. Huh? Let's see. Here's one. It says the Michael King Chris Reeves movie was Death Trap. Thank you, but we had that route from Pennsylvania, but uh, can't say it too often. The Dorothy Dandridge movie was actually Carmen Jones. What do we call it? Carmen? I don't know. I forgot. Carmen is an opera. Okay, let's get it right. Okay, what? Uh, this is what happens when you're dealing with a bunch of slobs like us. Carmen Jones with Dorothy Dandridge. Do we have that on there? I didn't think we put it on there. We didn't put Dorothy uh, Dandruff on there? Hey, that was minutes ago. You expect me to remember that? It's got Carmen on there. Uh, Carlos, make sure Eric gets that right. Carmen Jones, because people think we're a bunch of idiots. They'll be on to us. And how about Z Zhang, Zhang and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah. Rob says, I have this thing for Asian women lately I can't shake. Maybe it's SARS-related. Yeah, I'd try <laughs> shaking it again, Rob. I'd try shaking it again, see if it falls off. So anyway, I got this stuff you sent me here, but where was the hour-by-hour hour that he was going to give us? Oh, maybe after lunch. After lunch? <laughs> I think that's part of the uh, Tascam stuff that we have to wait for. Oh, I see. Well, that's okay. Thanks, Maddie. You're okay in our book, baby. We did it. And let me say it again. We're number one, damn it! And this includes a pretty uh, mediocre January, I should point out, since he mm -hmm. did send me the uh, things on a month-by-monthly. Right. You see that? I do. Now, let's see. Mo, I don't want to get him nervous or anything, but 6 to 10 a.m., 5.3 in January. That was his claim to fame in January, big month. 4.2 in February and 4.4 in March, a fofo. Huh? Mm-hmm. As opposed to us who had like a 5.5 five in January, then a 9.8 and a 6 fo. So once that January drops off, it's going to be really looking good in the next trend. And then the one after that, we're going to crapper because we'll lose that big February. See how it, it, it evens itself out? It's right. up, it's down, it's in. This is what we have to live with in this business, folks. And we're pretty not too happy about it, but we'll take it. And we'll take it this time because... We're number one, damn it! Bonus money, baby. I bet you that Carlos has already got his bonus money spent. <laughs> it's like he never had it. Right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Uh, Three hundred and six votes on the poll in just a little over an hour. That's not too shabby. 
But I don't think we'll get as many votes on this poll as we did on the men poll, on the men's polls. I don't. I could be wrong. Don't forget, it's Tuesday. Tonight's the night Tom Welling is going to bear it. His ass, anyway. Wrecked him. That's what they tell me. I don't know what everybody is so excited about that. In fact, you know, from the from the ass end, remember those pictures we had of the naked Iraqis that the, uh, the Americans were making them uh, walk around naked? Right. The shoplifters? The looters? Well, I don't, I don't you know, from the ass end, uh, probably not quite as hairy, though. <laughs> Francis McDormand and Fargo has moved into first place. Is that possible? Yeah, it is. 37, I don't even know that movie. What's it about? It's about a murder kidnapping, and she is the investigative cop in a small... North Dakota town. How boring. No, it's not. The Coen brothers made it. The same people that made uh, Blood Simple and Raising Arizona and all that. It's very, very oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Huh, them. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Bates in Misery is right on her ass with 36. And Halle Berry in Monsters Ball, 33. Now, that's got to be a joke. No. They like, the mon they like Halle Berry. Yeah, but it was great. She won the Oscar for that. Linda Blair, The Exorcist, 22. Kathleen Turney, Turney Bowder Heat. He's got 17. Glenn Co a Close, Fatal Attraction, 14. Faye Dunaway, Mommy Dearest, only 11. Vivian Lee, Gone with a Win, 10. Catherine Hepburn, The African Queen. Betty Davis, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Uh, Meryl Streep, Sophie's Choice. And Hilary Swank and Boys Don't Cry each have nine. Should I give it the ones with eight? Eight votes for Liz Taylor, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Louise Fletcher, Waffle Over to Cuckoo's Nest. Nurse Ratched. And Elizabeth Shue and Leaving Las Vegas and Sally Field and Sybil each have eight. And after that, even Grace Kelly in Rear Windows only got six. Yeah. She didn't do that much in that movie. She was the dress. Huh? She wore a nice dress. She was ironing his shirt and she wore a nice dress and, and she, she came up there while food. he was uh, reeling around in a chair and she looked out the window and he was watching Raymond Burr over there. Who was screaming and yelling with uh, his wife. So, done. And then what? Yes? Just handed me the uh, hour by hour that he got off yeah, the phone. Didn't I always say that Duff was the best? No. Didn't I always tell you that? He did let the demo down, but I presume it's uh, Men 2554 is what this is. Duff hates you. Yeah. Is that what it is? Men 2554 muff or what? Uh, no, Come it on, let's look go. Right. It doesn't look right? Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess it's right if you average it out. What do you mean by that? Well, well just send it to me. Don't sit there and start analyzing Mr. Ratings Expert, okay? I'm just killing time until it uh, comes off. My God the almighty. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. QAM, hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Hey, okay, uh, sir. I just want to ask you a quick question. Can I put in someone for the poll? Go ahead. That's for the best woman. My, mine is Rock Hudson in any movie he plays. Oh, God. <laughs> WQAM. Uh, yeah, do you think voting for Judy Garland would be gay? Yeah. What about ask, ask the last guy. He'll tell you. It's his specialty. WQAM. QAM. Hola, huh? yes, sir. Lime tacker. WQAM. Uh, you forgot Kim Hunter in the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> How about Roddy McDowell? Let's see what we got in here. Hour by hour. It is men 2554. Men 2554. Okay, let's take a look at this. Now, Moe's got that one big hour there, seven to eight. I think that's the hour when Geldy talks a lot, isn't it? <laughs> that must be it. Because at eight o'clock, he's, here you go, hour by hour, men uh, 2554. Here are the shares. Five in the morning, Moe's got a three seven. He's not on a five in the morning. That's the dirty boys. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. How is that possible? He goes from a 3-7 to a 3-3 three, three at 6? You, yes. you would think. 
Well, that's when Howard starts, the other Howard. But that's when our Howard starts uh-huh. at 6 a.m. And they're, they're, what are they making, about ten grand a year, something like that, between the two of them? <laughs> and then at 6 o'clock, you think everybody's running around going, It's time to get it on. But they're not. Time to get it off. 3-3. Three, three. Then at 7 o'clock, all the way up to a 5-4, just that one hour they can stand it. 8 o'clock, down to a 3-4. Three, <coughs> three, but then at 9, we pick it up to a 6-4, 10 o'clock to a 9-5, 11 o'clock to a 9-2, and noon, a 7-3. Then a 5.0, oh! and a 5-5 five, five for the Mad Dog, Hank 5.6, down to a 4-1, a 4-6, and a 5.0 oh! in the 6 o'clock hour. And then at 7 o'clock, when all that sports crap comes out, which was mostly hockey, a 2.0. Oh! Uh, it would be nice to see the IOD numbers in there hour by hour. Can he do that? The, I don't want to put too much pressure on Muff because he's probably going for... Come on, Muff, let's go. I think he could handle that. I'm sure. I mean, who else do we want to see? I don't think there's anybody else that were. Uh, and also probably WRFX, the Fox Sports people that mm-hmm. we were so worried and nervous about that it got like single digits most of the day and like uh, under a two. That got all that free press from Barry Jackass. You know, it's really interesting to me since Barry Jackass is supposed to be our fearless leader, Greg's good personal buddy, you know, and they're on this real personal relationship, and I think every now and then they bunk together. But when, uh, remember when that, first the fan, remember that, he, they tried to bury us, bury Jackass and the Herald tried to bury us with the fan. So Dub Rest says. in peace. Huh? Uh-huh. Right, remember that? Me? Uh-huh. And that's 30-day guarantee. If you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, Charlie give you a full refund, no questions asked. Here's the toll-free number to call, 1-800-321-2413. 1-800-321-2413, or log on to their website at charlesalfieri.com. The choice is simple. Either a mousy-looking piece that will make people laugh their ass off or a great-looking head of hair again from our good buddy, Charles Alfieri in Fort Lauderdale. Live and local. We are Sports Radio 560. QAM. Fear number one, damn it! Tonight on Fox, Homer has a run-in with a famous cop. Pardon me, Mr. Simpson. I hate to bother you, your, your wife being dead and all, but... I think it was you who killed her and Troy McClure. Don't! You see, I found this bloody cap over here. Don't! Stupid cap! And uh, this knife over here. Don't! Stupid knife! And, uh, you know, Mr. Simpson, there's just one other thing. What? You know, I never realized just how important your job really is. Go away! Why, just the other night, the wife and I were talking about this nuclear power thing. Shut up! I'm sorry, Mr. Simpson, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to place you under arrest for murder with special circumcises. I didn't do it, I swear. What a shame. What a terrible waste. What are you doing here? I'm Lionel Huss, Mr. Simpson's attorney. Woohoo! I shame! Mr. Simpson, as your attorney, I'm advising you to take this gun and the keys to that white Bronco outside, put the gun to your head, and drive around Springfield a few times. Okay. Yes, sir. Oh, no, no, Catch an all-new Simpsons tonight on Fox. I didn't do it, I swear. 1233 at 560 WQM. The Mad Dog, the highly rated Jim Mandich, will be along at 1 o'clock. Hank from Louisville at 3. Hank done okay. It's going to be real interesting to see the hour-by-hours on IOD and see it with Rush and uh, the Schmidtmeister. Mm-hmm. Catch my drift? Yeah. 9 o'clock, 6-4. In fact, I'm looking at these numbers we got here, and I'm looking at the uh, 6 o'clock in the morning hour and the 8 o'clock in the morning hour because between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m., 
the two lowest rated hours were Moe's 6 o'clock hour and the 8 o'clock hour. And then he had that aberrant 7 o'clock hour. So whatever they're doing between 7 and 8 o'clock, they ought to do a lot more of that. Right. Catch my drift? Whatever they're doing, like maybe a mo uh, talking less and Gildy doing a lot more updates or whatever he's doing. A little hockey talk. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it is bizarre. Like an aberration. It's a huge like an apparition. two-point two difference there. Yeah. Like From a 3-3 three, three to a 5-4 and then back to a 3-4. In other words, like we listened that one hour and that was enough. I don't. I never saw anything like that. Now we go from a six-four to a nine-five and a nine-two, and then a seven-three, and it's easy to see why. Because in the nine to ten hour, you got Howard Sperm still on in there, and then mm -hmm. the noon to one hour, you got Lardass. So it's going to cut us back some. So it's it's kind of easy to take a look at it, and right off the bat, it jumps. Oh yeah, right off the page in your brain. If you know anything about the business, Tom Jicka and Kevin Bastard, which neither one of you do. Boy, they're both full of Schmidt. You hear what I said, Tom? I should have dumped it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. We can get a few more of these. Clute is on there, by the way. Your good friend Lynn wanted to know is Clute on there with Jane Fonda. You what I just said? Yeah, I heard what you just said. And it is on there, but it doesn't have any votes yet because we just put it on there. We need to just calm down. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to remind you guys that. Um... It's a Ben and Jerry's free scoop day today from noon to 8 p.m. Most locations in the U.S. and Canada. Not all, but most of them. Well, what does that mean, free scoop day? In other words, if you buy one, you get a second scoop for free? No, no, no. No, absolutely free one scoop. So I, you have to I buy... just went to the one on Los Angeles in, in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Free scoop. Do they charge you for the cone? No, not at all. And, and they give you a choice of any flavor and either a dish or a cone. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the good news. Yeah. From noon to 8 p.m. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. Too bad Rimmer's not in Toronto right now. Speak for yourself, schmuck. Y'all could go out together, and you wouldn't have to pay. No. No. I wouldn't have to pay. He'd find a way. <laughs> Kathy Bates and Francis McDormand are tied. You think that Fargo, you think I have to find that movie on DVD? Yeah, easy. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go out and get it, because you're telling me it's really worth watching, right? It is. And we got drops from it. Steve and you know what else I'm going to get? Even though I've seen it a zillion times, I'm going to get Misery again. Although okay. I thought now that the rumors left, maybe that, that was gone. But I'm going to oh, get Misery, because it is so guy, good. kind of funny looking. WQAM. Hola. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Pretty good. How about Ann Bancroft and Fatso? I, I would agree with that. And Mama Corleone and Godfather. Okay, thanks. Quit while you're ahead. What was her name again? I can never think of what uh, her name is. Morgana King. Morgana King. Why, why do I have a mental block no, on that? And, you know, that would be an interesting thing. I don't think they could ever really figure that out. All these brilliant scientists, all these uh, biochemists, all these uh, uh, Freudian uh, psychotherapists. But why is it that you, there are certain things you get a mental block on, certain names or certain people. You see the face, you recognize the face, but you can never think of their name, no matter how, you know. And it, it's always the same. Mm -hmm. Morgana King. I mean, Morgana King was a very famous uh, singer or actress, but she just, I, I can never think of her name. Now, what was the first one he just gave me? Anne Bancroft. Anne Bancroft and Fatso. See, George, is, it, it kicked in with him. Yeah. <laughs> Only in his case, it's called Julio uh, Alzheimer's. And Bancroft and Fatso. Why didn't we put that on? And we talked about that the other right. day, about how she wrote it and she directed it. 
and her, her performance in there was just absolutely uh, beyond description. It was sensational. You ate the only. <laughs> <laughs> the cake was for his nephew, Anthony, and he and when she, you ate the... You ate the only. <laughs> only us fat slobs could appreciate that as much. You ate the only. You know, that's, that's an interesting thing. Other than Rimmer, which you just mentioned, I will not be mentioning him again soon. But other than that, I'm trying to think of anybody, because I never knew him when he was fat, but he showed me pictures of when he was gargantuan, huge. Yeah. But stop and think about this. How many people have you known or known of who were really fat and then lost all the weight? I'm not talking about lost a little bit of weight, like me, but lost all the weight and then were slim the rest of their lives. Do you know anybody like that? I'm thinking. Not, not personally, no. I, I, don't, I don't see it happen very often. No. I mean, around our building, you got Josh Friedman, who, according to everybody in the building, it practically can't even get in right. the door anymore. I mean, there are people like Boog who were, you know, he was fat but not, you know, grotesquely uh, obese. Right. And he lost it all, and so far. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think he was uh, not grotesquely, but he was he was pretty he fat. He was pretty he fat. Was, he was a big boy. He was a chubby boy. And now he's uh, lost it and kept it off. So he'd be the one exception, I would say, in the QM fam family. But other than that, we got a lot I'm of thinking uh, back. You know, Fat Boy and Josh Friedman and the Beast. I mean, the Beast isn't as big as he was, thanks to us, thanks to yours truly. But he could be a lot smaller and a lot less roly-poly if he would have just stayed on the straight and narrow path. Did he do it? No. Is he gonna do it? No. No. He's just, you know, he's a guy with a death wish. Oh, the good news for the uh, friends of Fat Boy out there who spoke to me before the show this morning. He had his little uh, thing in his heart. What they a valve? Yeah. He had a valve and a lube job. And he replaced the valve or something like that. He didn't sound all that great. But he came through with flying colors and uh, black and blue, I think, mostly. And he said he's going to be okay. And now they have to do a thing with a hip replacement and find a few other spare body parts. And s why, why wouldn't a guy like him ever do liposuction? I mean, I'm not that crazy about that because I've seen the procedure on TV where right. they, oh, it's a nasty-looking thing. But seriously, when you're that big, why wouldn't somebody like him do that? I don't know. Ask him. If he right. ever comes back. If he ever comes back alive, ask him. 20 till 1 at 560 WQM. If you've been thinking about buying a new barbecue or barbecue accessories, a place you really need to check out is Barbecues Galore. Get a head start on the barbecuing season with the perfect grill and accessories for the long, hot summer, all at the guaranteed lowest prices. Barbecues Galore carries barbecues in every price range, from the top of the line, commercial-grade stainless steel grill, to the more portable Weber charcoal grill. I've had one of those for years, and I'd be loving it. Their popular three-burner cook-on has a generous 625-square-inch cooking area and 42,000 BTUs, all for one great low price. Get it on a hardwood, steel, or enclosed wheel cart for just 399 bucks, or upgrade to the sleek black pedestal base for just 439 bucks. For all your barbecue needs at the guaranteed lowest prices, a store you're absolutely going to love. Barbecues Galore with two locations for you in South Florida. They're in Plantation on University Drive at a Fountain Shopping Center. Call 954-423-1400. And at Coral Springs, 7485 West Sample Road, corner of Sample and Rock Island. Call 954-757-6668. Don't forget now, for the biggest selection of barbecues anywhere, not just in the county, not just in the state, but in the entire country, it's barbecues galore. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. All right. Rectum. Make time pass with my bad ass sitting down watching the news. I just don't want to use my brain 
or develop my own views. Cause they all smile so smugly, all the pundits that I see. Like on Fox and Friends, I believe they're my friends, and they really care about me. I know it's true, convincing too. Cause I saw it all baby. I know that man there in the White House has the goodness of the Lord. I lost my job, my money's gone. That's what I blame Clinton for. They came for my family, cause they did not agree. But I have nothing to hide. So I should be alright until they come for me. I know it's true, convincing too. Cause I saw it on baby. I've got the proof, and it makes it true. Cause I saw it all through my Look at their feelings. <laughs> Looks like Rich Packer just saved me a few bucks. Yeah. Fargo, it says, you'll hate it. Stupid, overrated, and dumb. Fat, it says with an exclamation point at the bottom of this fax. Well, I, I hate it now. That convinces me. And what does it say on the bottom? And idiotic Minnesota accents throughout. What's a Minnesota accent? Oh, yeah, sure. Don't know, eh? That's Canadian, eh? Yeah. Minnesotans, do they say eh? Yeah. I don't know if they say eh. They say, yeah, sure. Well, whatever. Eh? So, Rich Factor, thanks for saving me the money because uh, he's got pretty good taste sometimes, especially when he disagrees with you. Oh, yeah. Look at this. we got a battle going on here for first. The best all-time performance in a movie by an actress. You know, we haven't had one woman called it. Now, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think that women would, like, be more inclined to stand up for, like, other women who did great, you see what I'm saying? Great work? Right. We haven't had one woman called today. I mean, we're not talking about sex pots for the most part. we got Halle Berry in there, and she's doing great, and a couple of others. But generally speaking, we're talking about people judging them on their work, not on their breast or their ass. And yet we haven't had one woman call today to suggest a acting performance by any actor. That's sad. That is pathetic. Halle Berry, Monsters Ball 44. Francis McDormand, Fargo 42. Rich Pactor says, Feh. Kathy Bates, Misery 40. And then they're the three. That, that's a battle. Kathleen Turner in Body Heat 23. Linda Blair, The Exorcist 23. Uh, Glenn Close, Fatal Attraction 16. Louise Fletcher, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, got 13. As I try to slide this baby back up there. Uh, and then it goes down from there. Catherine Hepburn, the African Queen, 14. So there you go. Vote to your heart's content. Have a wonderful time. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. I'm so glad he told me Fargo sucked. You were telling me it was great, weren't you? It's good. It is good. Well, okay, it's two to one. Rich Pactor's outvoted. I guess I could afford it, you know. Look at all the money I'm saving now that I chased them out of town real quick. Thank God. 
chased the freeloading family out of town real quick. Five six seven oh five sixty. We better have a woman on here. I'm going to be pissed. WQAM. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, may I talk to George, please? No. WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, would you accept Tatum O'Neill and Paper Moon? Would we accept that, George? He's sneezing. Huh? <coughs> I said no. He said no. No way. He, well, he asked, would we accept it? And we said oh. no. no, we would not. Wow. WQAM. Damn it. That was probably a lady, too. Yep. But you know how they are. If you don't get them right away, they just stay uh -huh. moves. They yeah, take off. They if you don't attend to their needs immediately, <laughs> that's it. WQAM. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, Jim. Jim. Yes. Jim Mandich. Uh, Jim. Jim. <laughs> hello, Jim. No. WQAM. Hello, George. How are you? Okay. I'm an old friend. I don't know if you remembers me. I used to hang out at the track with him every now and then. My name is Tommy. I'm from Margate. Your name is what? Tommy. Tommy. M-M-Y. Never heard of you, Tommy. Well, all right. Let me say hello to you when you get a chance. How you doing, George? Okay. I listen to you guys all the time. I haven't been. Uh, I just came back from New York. I just asked Neil. He said he never heard of you. You don't know no Tommy. Eh, probably don't remember him. Tell him I used to hang around with a big guy named uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, okay, okay, Tommy. Get some help. Woo! Man, I tell you, all of a sudden, like what I tell you, when you least uh -huh, expect it, yeah. it gets really, really good. WQAM. Merle Stripe and anything. WQAM. Hello? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, Miracle Worker. Who? I'm bankrupt. Miracle Worker, we got that. Don't we already have that? Yeah. Been there, done that. Got it. WQAM, hello. Um, hi, I just wanted to speak to Neil Rogers, that possible? Speaking. Oh, hi, Neil. I just saw a billboard on the northbound Palmetto. It's, it's an ad um, about the Neil Rogers show. It's, it's really cool, man. I'm, I'm really glad I saw it. It's probably the first one I've ever seen. Really? And, uh, Francis McDormand, McDormand in Fargo is amazing. You should definitely check it out. Okay, thanks. Thanks. See ya. See, there you go. There's a guy who saw the billboard. He's real happy with our billboard. I can't believe they're still up. It's already like the end of April. Man, oh, man. It couldn't have hurt, could it, the fact that we had these billboards right. up there? It's about time, Greg. Better late than never. We appreciate it very, very much, don't we? No. No. Had to sue them to get anything up there, but that's okay. Had to threaten to, like, uh, you know, take away their firstborn. 5670560, oh, do you think we're going to get one lady today? No. No, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm amazed. Now, you know Line nine's on, lady. It's a chronic. WQAM, chronic line. Neil. Chronic, Yes. Why do you uh, assume... WQAM, hello. Hi, can I give uh, Neil a, uh, an actress? Sure, go ahead. Uh, I've got uh, uh, Nicole Kidman and the others. Is that on the list? No. Nicole Kidman, that awful movie with uh, Tom Cruise? That was... No. Ni uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, the scary movie. Oh, the other. The others, yes. The yeah, okay. Great, best movie I've seen her in. Okay, thanks. All right. Are we, pu are we putting that on there or are you just... Yeah. Uh, no, that's no. because you don't like Nicole Kidman. Put it I on like there, Nicole okay? I like Nicole Kidman a lot. What are you talking no, you about? No, you would hate Nicole Kidman. Why would you say that? I hear you like Tom Cruise a lot better. Oh. You like Born on the Fourth of July, man. Yeah. Well, 
course, he didn't look too good in that one, especially after the beginning. And and that wasn't a bad movie, but it was just it wasn't like a monumental acting job or anything. Okay, like that. so we're not going to put it on there. I was just wanted to make this guy happy. Okay, obviously he was enthusiastic. <sighs> he liked the movie, and you're like putting him down. You know, Mister Negativity. Why are you so negative? I'm not negative. Never, yeah. never, never, never. 52 at 560 WQM with Mother's Day just around the corner a week from Sunday. It's the perfect time to repay your ma, who spent many sleepless nights waiting for you to get home from those late-night excursions and screwing around during your younger days. Donna Mattress has got the perfect mattress waiting for your mom. If it's sagging, lumpy, or just worn out, and the mattress, too, then call our good friends at Donna Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS. That's the number to call. Donna Mattress has the complete line of Serta, Sealy, King, Coral, and Simmons to choose from. You sure don't want, want Mom sleeping on something you wouldn't sleep on, right? Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> I got some great lines for that. Mm -hmm. Well, don't put it off any longer. Nothing's got a bigger impact on the way you feel each and every day than a great night's sleep. So do the same for Ma, too. 1-800-MATTRESS. That's the number to call. I've done it many times. It's the piece of cake. Easy thing to do. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. And Donna Mattress gets more repeat and referral customers than anybody else because they know how to treat their customers right. They'll do the same for you. And once you buy a mattress from Donna Mattress, I'll bet George's life on it. You'll never go back to a showroom again. No chance. And don't forget, when you buy your mattress from Donna Mattress, they set up the new one and take away the crappy, nasty, soiled, smelly, scandalous old bedding for free. That's right. Donna Mattress sets up your new and takes away the old bedding for free. So this Mother's Day, have Mommy sleeping like a baby on her new bed from Donna Mattress. Gift certificates available in all denominations, too. So call right now, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. That's 1-800-MATTRESS for Donna Mattress, the smart way to get you a great night's sleep. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. The Middle Eastern world will be exploded. Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's going. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Three thousand people killed are now forgotten. Let's exploit them instead. Hey, there's oil to be gotten. Going after Saddam to placate Osama. There's no longer mention of the name Bin Laden, but no one seems concerned, all comfy and complacent, believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation. And the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. That Iraq has some. Weapons of mass destruction. The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now, Nazi Ashcroft is saying. I have nothing to hide, table talkers all are saying. Blind, obedient cattle don't have any reservation. Loud, unprovoked battle and 
world annihilation. Old regimes must fall and Halliburton installed with no objection at all. Democrats don't have the balls and the right wing is drilling it over and over until our brainwashed head. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Oh my God. Only Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. We haven't fought them yet, man, but we're working frantically, feverishly, and whether you like it or not, we'll find something. Anything we'll find something? No. Jane in Fort Lauderdale, who didn't call in, but at least faxed us. She's a chronic faxer, so at least we had a lady, you know, at least participate in some way. Says you're right to leave those pictures on your website. The things that happen to those people aren't just going to go away and the carnage goes on. You're right, Jane. But we're not supposed to think about that. We're supposed to think about the glorious freedom uh, flotilla. Oh, I'm sorry, that was a different time. <laughs> Betty Davison all about Eve, she says. Not horrid, uh, whatever, whatever happened to baby Jane. She only did that movie because they wouldn't give women over 35 a job. Well, we, I thought we had all about Eve. We mentioned we, it. Did we, we no, we got her on there. We got her on a pair. Yeah, she's yeah. got an old, old saggy pair, even though she's been dead a few years. And if you haven't seen All About Eve, go out and get it now. It's a movie where she says, hold on to your seat. It's going to be a bumpy night. Ruth Gordon was also great in Harold and Maude. Thank you, Jane. So we got Jane in on here. We got one lady. Now, how do we uh, wind up here? Boy, that hour by hour is pretty shocking. Okay, and we want to thank the audience, our big faithful audience out there, that big loyal crowd of people who at least have the balls to stand up behind, you know, closed doors and say, to you. El Bushmeister. That's right. Not everybody's goose-stepping along, in spite of what the polls would have you believe, in spite of what uh, some people drudgingly would have you believe. Pile of crap. Best performance in a movie by an actress all time. Ty. Look at that. Halle Berry, Monsters Ball 47, Frances McDormand, Fargo 47, Kathy Bates 44. Nip and tuck, baby. Nip and tuck right to the wire. Maybe a three-horse uh, dead heat as they come to the stretch. Got the Mad Dog coming along next. The Humper from Louisville speaking of that three this afternoon. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. You've got to stick your spoon in it, lad. Don't worry, it's not going to break.